The following is a world-class bullshitters exclusive. Yo, listen up, here's the story About a little guy that lives in a blue world And all day and all night And everything he sees is just blue Like him inside and Welcome to World Class Bullshitters, the epitome of pop culture. I'm your host, Jeff Hicks. With me tonight is the one, the only, Dion Green. Baby, baby, boys and girls, children of all ages. Not only am I proud to be back in front of you tonight, both verbally and visually in a sense, but if you think you had a bad week, if you think that you've had a shitty day, at least you ain't Lizzo. Oh, God. You know, every day I wake up and I look in the mirror and go, thank God I'm not Lizzo. So every day is a better day than the one before it. 30 days ago, I wouldn't have said that. Now, three days ago, (laughs) Yeah, that flute toting asshole well we got a lot to say about her tonight but before we do that let's say hello to the he wanted to call you the last standing simone but you're no longer that you're just big rig nick uter thank you uh i took a dna test and i'm not that dumb bitch so that's that's good to know (laughs) (laughs) uh i love how our empire is just crumbling down like 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 you know like like you know a really shitty cookie well, that's a good analogy to make, or a good comparison, I should say. Cookie, Lizzo, all sorts of stuff. Now, folks, Kendall will be joining us in a few moments. He's just finishing up his football practice, so tonight we'll have all bullshitters on deck, and next week we'll be back to that as well. But tonight... It's literally just him running around with no shirt on and in his underwear with a football screaming, so you know, I don't know if I can practice, <laughs> but he will be better oh, at my God. that. Well, he's practicing for something, dude, okay? That's right, that's right. He's uh, practicing to play Frank the Tank in the remake of Old School, which I support. Amen. Everyone's got to have a drink. (laughs) We're going through the quad. (laughs) Now, folks, tonight is, I guess, a new direction for the show. Not that we're getting rid of anything you guys enjoy. We keep talking about how we're hashtag building a better bullshitters. So tonight we have some new segments to add to the show that we're going to keep around. So all you guys got to do is play at home. Join us in the fun. Tonight we're going to be playing um, our Word of the Day game. We're going to be playing something else as well, which is going to be... Well, we'll just introduce that in just a moment. But let's talk about something we used to talk about regularly, and now we have to talk about it again. We have some brand new patrons. So first off, at the $10 level, we'd like to thank No End Whenever uh, for joining us at the $10 level. We'd also like to thank Nathan Edwards and Adam Wofford. Now folks, over on Patreon for the World Class Bullshitters Patreon... We have given you guys the Living Daylights commentary. It's the return to form for WCBS. We have our 16th James Bond commentary in the books, and that is available for you to listen to right now. Very soon, Kendo and I will be getting together to finish out the Dalton duology, and then it comes time for Goldeneye. The world is not enough. Tomorrow never dies. Flip those two and die another day. So we're going through the Brosnan saga as well before we enter the Daniel Craig era. And then... Hopefully, by the end of this year, or maybe very early next year, we'll have every James Bond commentary available to you on Patreon. So, I'm a James Bond fan, dare I say a James Bond expert. We have a lot of insight on that commentary. So if you want to watch that, along with the film, be entertained, learn a little something, and be enlightened afterwards, well, you know what to do. Go to patreon.com slash worldclassbs, and for a buck a month, you can join the Patreon page, but five bucks, which is only 17 cents a day, and in any economy, 17 cents a day is not very much. You can get access to that and a whole lot more, including our video library, back catalog, WCBS After Hours, and the lot. Plus, it gives you access to us. So if you guys have requests and we're working through our list of what you guys requested, 
you guys can have a, a say in the channel, a big say in the channel, because if you're helping support us, well, we're going to make sure we do everything to entertain you guys. So thank you folks for joining us over there, and hopefully you enjoy it as much as everyone else does. Now, guys, speaking of enjoying, I'm ready to enjoy Horror Hound. We're only two weeks away. We'll be up there in Indianapolis, Indiana. And, boys, we've been talking off air. we got a lot planned for that show, don't we? we yeah, do. we, yeah, 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 we do. Um, <laughs> good thing, good... Good thing my my car is a giant trunk. I need to bring a lot of shit with me, so it'll be fine. What, Nick? Bring a lot of stuff? No. <laughs> I I have to basically set up a fucking cue station with my computer, my laptop, and my four screens with my headset and my <laughs> and my internet just so I can like monitor shit and get things out. You're like the Miss Frizzle of WCBS. You just got a magic uh, school bus of a car, and everything's gonna be taken care of. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's how we get shit done. How we get shit done. So, folks, you're gonna want to come to hang out with us up at uh, Horror Hound in Indianapolis. But if you can't make it, that's okay because WCBS will be filming a lot of our in-person content for the first time in many years because of travel, pandemic, all that other crap. The guys and I haven't been able to be in the same location very much. I think the last time we were together was over two years ago for a wedding. But I was in the wedding, and I <laughs> yeah. couldn't really be a part well, of all I mean, the fun. Yeah, but I mean, we had we had we had a fuck ton of fun. We really did. That was a wonderful weekend. I'm just surprised from all the karaoke shit we did. Nobody like heard us in those thick ass walled rooms and called the fucking front desk on us. Honestly, well, they were probably having a good time because we didn't sound that bad, did we? No, no, no. We were just loud, is what what I'm saying. We 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 sung a bunch of fun shit. So I mean, that you know, that, that was it. Well, the dulcet tones of Dion Green can put anyone at ease. Believe me, I've learned that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's why all my friends and family have stuck around. Otherwise, they're just hanging out with a loud black dude. <laughs> at least he can sing. We are Dion needs to start a fucking... Dion. Dion... <laughs> Dion needs to start a, start, start a jazz band or something real bad. Green I mean, I mean, Jeff Goldblum did. I'm just saying he did. That's a good point. Good point. Yeah. I think you should, dude. I support that. I mean, it's never too late in life to live out your dreams. I'm living mine, uh, selling comic books, and you can start your own jazz band. Yep. yep. Why not? Yep. Why not? That'd be my my greatest my greatest genre, jazz. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard you listen to a goddamn jazz song in your entire life. And that's not the that's not the point. The point is, I'm clearly a jazz player, and when I get underneath those blue blue lights, and a white woman with a cigarettes in the corner, and a in a fucking <laughs> Marilyn Monroe get up, magic happens, boys. Magic. Dion, anytime you're around a white woman, magic happens. Okay, she doesn't have to have also a cigarette. True. That, that is also very true. Well, one time you know, it wasn't magic. There was a little fucking kid named after me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I, I didn't know your first kid was named Magic. I, I had no idea. <laughs> I mean, you are the biggest Michigan State fan on the planet, so it makes sense. That's right. That's right. Go green. Go white. Yeah, it's still in it. It's still yeah. in it. Believe me, I know what's up. I spent many years at that school. You think I'm going to forget about that? Hell no. One day, dude, we're just going to do a. Um, a very drunk review. Let's we'll watch a college movie and we'll just tell all of our college Dear stories God. back to yeah, back. Dude. <laughs> oh, 
No, what, what you should do is like you, you you should go up to Dion and just watch three great college movies, and just do your do your stories like on top of those movies. Deal. I do think we could do like five different films worth of it because I mean we lived together shit. for a long time. Holy shit! Oh man. Yeah, I mean you could. Yeah, that's that's entirely fine. That could work out. Yeah, just send me the stuff and I'll you know I'll edit it out and it'll it'll look real good. It'll be fine. Well, you are the expert, Mark. <laughs> now, folks, like we said, Horror Hound is going to be amazing. If you want to see a lot of that content, make sure you're a patron or a member of the channel because we'll be putting a lot of that content up there exclusively for you guys because you're our biggest supporters and fans. And we want to give you the best access to who we are. But expect some live streams or at least a live stream from the event and uh, be on the lookout for some interviews that we'll be conducting at the show as well. Suit Saturday is going to be the most dapper day in WCBS history and we'd like you to be a part of it. So join us August 19th. That's Saturday at Horror Hound. Oh my gosh. Also, too, one last thing before we get into the show proper. Well, two, because I can't count. One, I'll be at the Cincinnati Comic Expo in September, so if you want to come up, hang out, get a convention sketch, all that, I'm returning back to the convention scene. I've been away for a couple years, I've missed it, and I'm excited to be back. So join me there, live, and in person. We'll have Stealing Solo, we'll have Tits and Art, we'll have all of those things available for those who haven't gotten a copy yet. But... Everybody seems to be going over to StealingSolo.com. It's been the highlight of my fucking last two weeks. So I want to thank everybody. Uh, we have books. They're moving. So go to StealingSolo.com. Get yourself a copy of the greatest what-if story of all time. It features the WCBS crew. What if we were disgruntled about Star Wars The Force Awakens so much, in fact, that we kidnap Harrison Ford and force him to remake Star Wars in our basement? That and a whole lot more is answered in Stealing Solo, a captain's parody. Nick, how does it feel to be a felon in a comic book? <laughs> Better than being a fellow in real life, Jeff. <laughs> Agreed. That's that's Less, the correct uh, answer. I don't, have to, I don't have to worry about dropping the soap. I don't have to worry about gangs or any other thing like that. So yeah, or bangs. I'm, I'm, yeah, that too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm good. I'm good. I have no problem with that. I just don't want to be a. Fa I don't want to be you know convicted wrongly convicted in real life. You know, so that's the main thing. No, you won't be wrongly accused. That's for Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> Yeah, but, but folks by, by, by the way Jeff are you, you going to offer uh, people to, to sit there so you can draw them like your French girls in the at, at the convention yes you can come be drawn like one of the French girls at the convention all you got to do is ask we'll just sit there and we'll do you up real nice <laughs> now uh, it's time for the word of the day thank you to our friend Shrebels08 he says if the word of the day hasn't been chosen, we're always waiting for you guys. You can pick the word of the day. That's where the fun comes from. you got to get us with the word of the day. But if all else fails, we're WCBS, the epitome of pop culture. We'll always be there. He says, if the word of the day hasn't been chosen, it's banana. Debbie does banana. A fistful of bananas. And Star Wars Ray's banana stick. Well. <laughs> Twelve angry bananas. Twelve angry bananas. For a few Black bananas banana. more. Yep. My mother, the banana. Sucker banana. Sucker. Stop her, but my banana will shoot. Yep, yep. <laughs> Tango and banana. Tango and banana. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a restaurant and and and, uh, and and a fucking monkey. That's all it is. Dude, that'd have been a great movie. That's the biggest <laughs> loss have. of the 1990s. It would have. Would it? Would it? Even better, even even better, Kurt Russell and Harambe. There you go. Oh, RIP I'd Harambe. let him save me any day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
The Legend of Banana Ocarina of Time, or Legend of Zelda Banana of Time, if we're going to do video yep. game titles. Banana the Destroyer. <laughs> banana Eye. Yep. Yep. Hotel Banana. Such a lovely place, Dion. It is. It is. Well, folks, you can play the banana game at home, and uh, maybe we'll play the banana song later. That's the actual name of Axel F. You might have not known that, but now you do. So, we'll put a couple of these great banana titles on the screen, like Banana Driver, Gone in 60 Bananas. We also have um, Dr. Coffinhouse, just four bananas. There we go. For a few <laughs> bananas more, Attack of the Killer Bananas. Um, I wouldn't want to be a banana in... Here we go. Speaking of dirty bananas, I wouldn't want to be a banana in Lizzo's crew because, wow, um, the, the allegations that are being levied at that woman are quite scary. And we'll get into that yep. in just a moment. But... We do have one new segment that we're adding to the show tonight. Um, it's a new game. It's called the Box Office Prediction Game, where the guys, we're all going to guess what the newest film will make each week. Whoever guesses the closest without going over will win a point. At the end of each month, we'll tally up the points, and that bullshit will become that month's champion. And of course, each month you'll have to defend your championship in various ways, because, you know, to be number one, you gotta pay. So we're going to make that fun. And folks at home, you can play as well. You can win some points by, one, playing along at home and guessing yourself. And two, you can guess which bullshitter will be the closest. That way, you know, there's a double feature in terms of uh, points. But this week, we're going to guess the newest film released. Uh, that is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. So, Dion, you've seen this film already. Uh, yes. Just briefly, did you enjoy it? And what do you think it'll make this weekend? I did enjoy it. And I'm going to say it's going to make... Just under four hundred million. This weekend? Oh no 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 no! Not this weekend. No no no. I <laughs> That's gonna be Barbie. <laughs> yeah yeah. No 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 no. Um, this weekend, uh I say it makes thirty-five million. Nick, what about you, sir? I'll go forty. I'll go forty. Let's go. Let's go forty million. I'm gonna guess a little high and say sixty-two million dollars. That's okay. specific, but okay. <laughs> and now, Kendo did send in his vote as well. Kendo reg uh, regressed. No, Kendo did not regress. I apologize, folks. Uh, Kendo guessed, uh, what was it, $135 million. Sorry, $150 million for this weekend. So Kendo has the highest estimation. <laughs> it ain't going to be Spider-Man 2. Calm down. <laughs> he believes in the Ninja Turtles. Uh, I mean, maybe I don't. I mean, I don't know. This this one seemed seemed a little eh. So I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, it's a new week. It's it could be a huge hit. I didn't think Oppenheimer and Barbie would make this much money. I I don't know. I kind I I kind of I, I, I kind of felt they were because there was a lot of a lot of push for Oppenheimer and Barbie. Uh, leading up to those, leading up to that weekend, man. If you know, you, you kind of feel people were like, you know, wanting to watch it. They were wanting to check it out. I do love that, like a weekend or two before that, like it, like every movie bombed. It was, it was like hilarious. Um, it was like one of the worst weekends ever. The, yeah, uh, and then the and then all of a sudden, you know, and then all of a sudden, you you know, Hollywood makes something that people actually want to fucking watch, and um, you know, people want to go see it. It's funny how that goes, isn't it? It's weird. You'd think, you know, that'd be a simple formula. It's like, oh, people want to see something. They want to leave their homes and spend exorbitant amounts of money to go see, sit in a theater with other loud assholes and watch a movie. Huh. <laughs> That's how I like to spend my weekends. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. 
Alright guys, so uh, let's check out some of our topics for tonight. You think we should use one of our new buttons to transition into that? Why, of course. Yes. Alright, Dion, since you were the first one to answer, pick a number between 1 and 69 and we will we'll press the corresponding button. Um, I will take a nice, smooth, soft 69. <laughs> oh, nice, soft, smooth 69. You want it, you got it. So what's today's secret word, Today's secret word is... John Cena! <laughs> R.I.P. Pee Wee Herman. Oh, man. R.I.P. Blowing out some eardrums just for you. <laughs> I mean... Come on, we all love Pee Wee Herman. If you smell it, the pee is cooking. <laughs> that that wasn't mine. That's what he said at WrestleMania 27. Oh, I forgot about that. I think a lot of people forgot the time that Pee Wee Herman teamed up with The Rock. Like I said on my uh, Good Morning Pop Culture earlier this week, two of my favorite childhood icons teamed up in a team-up that I never thought would ever happen. And I don't know if I actually liked it, but, you know, it happened. Yeah. Now, should we spare the audience an image of Lizzo? Like, what do you think a good Lizzo um, <laughs> substitute would be? Like, I mean, the image of Lizzo isn't that bad. We're not talking about fucking the Blob or something here, but I mean, you know, oh, you want to use the movie poster for the Blob? Nineteen eighty-eight or nineteen fifty-eight? Uh, eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. <laughs> By by the way, um, I, I I did I did post I did post to you guys that uh, Shot Factory has the 4K version of that movie that's out. So, damn, that movie's gnarly. I love it. It's gnarly, but but I feel like I feel like it's 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 like whenever whenever I heard the 4K is coming out, I was like, fuck, I might I might need to get that. That's that's something that that needs to happen. Well, I think I'm gonna buy it and watch it this Oktoberfest. Yeah. Somebody says Pearl from Blade. Do you think that would be too mean of a? Uh, oh my god! <laughs> that took me a second to to realize what you what somebody's talking about. Holy shit! Oh man! Uh, yeah, keep keep the blob, keep the blob. It's nice. It's it's pretty neutral. Okay. We don't want YouTube. We don't want, we don't want YouTube getting mad at us or anything. So you know. Fair enough. So because yeah. they're because they're super finicky a... these days. So mm. oh, believe me, I know what's up. We've been dealing with some of that stuff on the back end this week. I'm just like, come on, YouTube, chill out. I thought you guys were getting better, not worse. So, Lizzo is in a bit of a pickle. She's been accused by three of her backup dancers of sexual harassment and creating a hostile work environment. Now, the, the, the legal battle is kind of a surprise to me because everything I hear about Lizzo, it's Lizzo is so great. She's body, body positive. She represents this, that, and the other. And I never thought that, allegedly, the behind-the-scenes actions would be kind of like this. So, when you guys first heard about the lawsuit, and read into it a little bit. Were you surprised? Yeah, man. I, I you know, uh, you know, I'm, I've always had in the back of my mind. You know, anytime you have a celebrity, famous, infamous person, whatever, trying to ride any type of 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 popular, you know, internet thing, you know, always assume that that's it's a fucking act. You know, so I was I was thinking like maybe she didn't fucking I don't know. Tip waitresses or stuff. I didn't know that she was a fucking crazy person, allegedly. That that, that was wild. Yeah, uh, Nick. 
What do you think of that? Um, as soon as I read it, I was just like, nah, that that that's kind of par for course because you know you give you give power to this person who probably doesn't has not had any you know or ever in their entire life, and this you know absolute power corrupts absolutely. So that's what happened basically. Um, and the, and the things that were alleged, and unfortunately we we can't say them on the channel because you know fucking YouTube. Um, but they were they were pretty egregious and they're pretty like out there, and it's kind of like you you did that. Why? Well, I'm gonna try to come up with a workaround about this. Also, folks, follow us on Rumble. We have we owe you guys an exclusive live stream over there, and we're gonna bring that to you in the coming week. So we can say what we want to say over there. But in this lawsuit against Lizzo, it accuses the famous singer of inviting cast members to take turns touching nude performers inside an Amsterdam strip club. She allegedly encouraged them to catch phallic rubber objects launched from the performer's nether regions and eating bananas protruding from said nether regions. I, when I read this, I went, what the fuck? Because that was the part that yeah. blew me away. I'm like, Lizzo? You? Yeah, and she was also like... Um body shaming a lot of her dancers who are also like you know big uh, you know big females as well so which i thought was like that's kind of weird why are you why yeah. are you doing that you know that's some that's some you know again if it's true you know that's some that's some psycho shit yeah yeah that's pot and kettle if you ask me <laughs> oh yeah yeah for sure pot and kettle but you know the you know she and and that was a whole the whole big thing especially after you know at the time you know she was you know, fighting against the internet and all that, you know, but if, if this is true, this is a person who picked dancers of a certain body type just to fucking torture them. That's some psycho shit. If this is true, you know, we're, we're obviously going to, you know, we're going to find out more. Um, but dude, that's some vile shit. That is some down low, crazy person shit. Yeah, I, I, actually, when you said that, I just thought about it. I mean, yeah, she's probably been, like, uh, made fun of her, you know, as, as a kid and, you know, some of her adult life and stuff like that, and then she wanted to put it on somebody else because she finally had power, and that's that's really yep. fucked up. That's super yep. fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Do you think that ends her stance? Like, well, I'm going to rephrase that. Do you think this ends her ability to be the body-positive rapper that she has been, you know, marketed as since 2019. Do you think this is maybe this won't be the end of her career? But do you think this will make people see her in a different light, and she'll just be Lizzo, and the press will stop building her up to be so strong and brave anymore? I mean, it depends on what comes out. I mean, if if if, if we get some, you know, if if everything has been a bit embellished, you know, maybe instead of, you know, calling team meetings and saying, hey, you can get fired for losing weight, maybe it was just her being a little bit hard. If that's the case, no. I think, you know, you'll still have enough of a reputation that the media is going to love to, you know, to use her to, 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 to get to that angle. But if, listen, if half of the shit that's come out so far is true, she can never go back. Like, this this is going to be worse than when the WWE was doing that Be A Star stuff. You know, you know they, you know, oh, they kinda had, you had to have that backlash and then they, they kind of just dropped it and never brought it up again. You know, they're going to have to, it's going to be that level where, you know, she can't ever, in the public eye at least, have anything to say about that. You know, obviously, you know, famous people, when they get into this type of stuff, they, you know, they have PR people come in and, and they'll try and change the narrative, trying to change the, the persona. But if this, if half of this shit is true, you know, that is some serious psycho shit. So, yeah, she'll never be able to open her mouth, at least seriously. That on any type of bo- body positivity 
thing. Not not ever again, because you know you're fucking, you know. And then she made them walk from, like, damp from um, from Times Square to Brooklyn or something to get cheesecake or some crazy shit. You can't be that person after that. That's like, yeah, you know, we need to all, you know, not drag each other down because because <laughs> you you went pure psychopath. Yeah, yeah. It's it sounds yeah. It sounds like she 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 you know she got on her high horse. She got a little bit of power, a little bit of you know mm. clout, and then she just used it to just like exact revenge on people who did really nothing to her. And she just you know just wanted wanted to be mean to somebody. It seems like so. I don't know. Yeah. It's 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 weird. Using um, that to lure in professionals just so you can abuse them. Wasn't That's... there? Wasn't there a show like where like some some TV show where they were looking for Lizzo dancers or something? No, so that was one of the uh, um, one of her shows was like Look Out for the Big Girl or something. Yeah, 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 was, yeah, yeah. That yeah, that was that was the premise of the show was you know her specifically finding you know plus size people to be a part of her thing and dude to, and that would make it worse right because that you know obviously the time that's the popular thing that's the conversation you know the other plus size woman was on sports illustrator whatever it was uh you know and and to use that to lure in victims dude you know, that's, to have yeah, that, that is, dude, that is some yeah, that, that is some real psycho shit. Holy crap! It is. Yeah. Dude. Oh my god. <laughs> you make this whole show that's Emmy nominated, and you're you you have this whole premise of like giving giving these girls who wouldn't normally get a chance could you know, to have a chance, and then you proceed to treat them like utter shit. That's yeah. that's wild. That's wild. Yeah, dude. That's dude. Like that's you know that's you know obviously. You know, it's, it's it's not as um, explicit, but you know that's that's like some Army Hammer shit. You know, that's some fucking oh god, yeah. that's some that's some serial killer shit. You know, you 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 know that you harp on uh, an idea, you harp on something that's a cult trying to be a cultural change, and you use that to pull people in just to treat them like shit. I mean, you know. Th- th- at the the very least of her problems is going to be being sued. There are going to be people that are like, "Yo, like, do not spend time with this woman." You know, that's that's some fucking sociopath shit, man. You know, and don't get me wrong. You know, you, you know I always empathize with people that have been through shit, but you know, could you imagine that? Like, that's. <laughs> I mean, if, if if you went to work for someone that agreed with with um, something that was really real to you and you come to find out that they're fucking they just do that to lure people in like a goddamn black widow you'd be like yo this bitch is crazy <laughs> yeah dude that is that is that is yeah, that's fucking terrible but uh i mean yeah i guess i guess her her whole image and her whole thing popped off like during during a time when people were you know uh really wanting that and really about it so they just kept lifting her up and up and up and up and up and you know Apparently she was she wasn't she was not the one. <laughs> Seriously, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. It is her fault, apparently. Yeah, dude. It's yeah, and it's one of those things. Like if you're if 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 you're dealing with that much trauma from from uh, for, I guess from childhood and all that bullshit, go get help. Go 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 see somebody. Go talk to somebody. Take some pills. Whatever. Like figure figure your shit out. You're an adult. You you know you 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 can go do these things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and even then, it's like you know. 
not just get some help. Like you, you need to take time off. You need to fucking, you know, you need to go back and see who you are as a fucking person. Cause if this shit is true, you know, it's, it's, you know, besides the crazy sociopath part of you use that to lure in professionals for your shows, you know, there's the fucking, the long-term implication. Like what else is she capable of? You know, if someone, yeah. if someone uses, you know, a, 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 a social idea as a weapon, you know, who like, you know, obviously, you know, real people in the real world have always been very hesitant um, to jump on to, to famous people, you know, at least people who are intelligent, you know, but everyone else, every, you know, you, you've got, you're going to have a lot of parents. You're going to have a lot of other people who spend money be like, maybe we shouldn't assume this rich, famous person is this knight in shining armor as we thought they were, you know, this is going to, that type of shit gives you pause for everybody. You know, you know, what is Gal Gadot like, you know, that whole weird shit with the imagine video, you know, what is she like <laughs> behind closed doors? We didn't see the yeah. army hammer documentary. You know, what is someone like Beyonce or Taylor Swift? Like they have immeasurable power over their fan base, you know, all this, you know, pro whatever stuff, you know, what are they really like? You know, it, it's, it's, it's it's that's one of those things that hopefully will wake a lot of people up. You know, you be careful who you idolize because they sure as shit don't look at you the same way, clearly, if all this shit is true. Now, would you like to hear Liz's response? Oh god, I yes. <laughs> all right, this was released today on Twitter at 722 AM. These last few days have been gut-wrenchingly difficult and overwhelmingly disappointing. My work ethic, morals, and respectfulness have been questioned. My character has been criticized. Usually I choose not to respond to false allegations, but these are un as unbelievable as they sound and are too outrageous not to be addressed. These sensationalized stories are coming from former employees who have already publicly admitted that they were told their behavior on tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. As an artist, I have always been very passionate about what I do. I take my music and my performances seriously because at the end of the day, I only want to put out the best art that represents me and my fans. With passion comes hard work and high standards. Sometimes I have to make hard decisions, but it's never my intention to make anyone feel uncomfortable or like they aren't valued as important parts of the team. I am not here to look, be looked at as the victim, but also know that I am not the villain that people in the media have portrayed me to be these last few days. I am very open to my sexuality and expressing myself, but I cannot accept or allow people that will use my openness to make me out to be something I am not. There is nothing I take more seriously than the respect we deserve as women in the world. I know that it feels like to be I know what it feels like to be body shamed on a daily basis and would absolutely never criticize or terminate an employee because of their weight. I am hurt, but I will not let the good work I've done in the world be overshadowed by this. I want to thank everyone who's reached out to support me, to lift me up in this difficult time. I mean that last joke writes itself, so I won't say anything. But yeah, I, um, I think. Well, he, he, here's the thing: if these girls get paid um, outside the court, then she's fucking guilty. <laughs> she's fucking right. guilty. Right, right. Well, and that's the other thing too is you know, don't get me wrong. That's if if this shit is true, it's awful. And I hope I hope the people involved, you know, get get what they need out of it. But damn, that's. That's her putting all her chips on the table too, man. She's saying that they're lying, you know. So somebody is lying here. Yeah, someone is lying. In the process of 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 learning who is going to be fucking wild. Because again, you know, when you paint yourself into that corner, you want to be, you know, a social beacon. You want to be a pariah. You want to be a martyr, and you still want to make money. 
you know, not especially with people um, in the arts, right? They're not as smart as they think they are. No, they're so really either not. the people <laughs> accusing her didn't do their deal diligence or Lizzo and her team didn't do their deal diligence. And that shit is going to come out and it's going to be fucking wild. Yeah, um, I, I feel like, like I said, if we if, if, all, if all of a sudden these girl, they, you know, these they settle out of pocket, out, out of court with Lizzo's production company or whatever it is, um, then yeah, we know that uh, Lizzo was probably in the wrong. Uh, but well, if that's the court- thing; she 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 may not be able to sell. You know, when 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 you're in something like this and you say the exact opposite, you can't just settle out of court because you know what that implicates. So she might yeah. have to see this shit through, man. She Ooh. she. Settling out of court may not be an option because it, so, someone who is so calculated is going to be aware of public perception. You know, any any famous person who specifically curates their persona, their image, what people see, they're aware of what implications mean. And if she's that crazy, if she is that fucking calculated and that cold, <laughs> she knows that she can't just settle out of court because she's gonna know because she wants everyone to like her because liking her means dollar signs so she's gonna know a lot of people are gonna be like damn that means that she must she did something she's gonna she may be forced to win this shit no matter what so we'll see oh so 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 what you're saying is she might be amber heard in that in that trial where she's like trying to justify everything she did and be the and and like when she's saying all this stuff to the court and we're all hearing it and she thinks she's a victim she sounds more psychotic and more just crazy right if if, yeah. if that's the case if that's the case so right if that if that's all true exactly you know you know and obviously you know you know hardcore amber heard fans are, are gonna you know they're gonna feel a certain way and that's 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 whatever but you know whatever what those type of drastic fucking accusations you can't just you can't just settle you know what i mean you you can't you can't risk the 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 asterisk that's going to leave over your name because those people care so fucking much about it. They mm-hmm. care so fucking much, you know. So yeah, man, she might have to see this shit all the way through. That would and be depending on what they have, dude. Holy shit! I that just... would be crazy. I can't get over the whole banana accusation. That's just like next yeah. level weird to me because it's like. Because the way Lizzo phrases it about people using my sexuality against me, look, sex is great. There is nothing wrong with it. But, like, you can't force somebody to eat a banana out of a vagina. Like, that's just weird yeah. as shit. Like, when you that's actually say Dane those words. Well, well, and, like, and, yeah, and, and apparently the, the woman the woman was, you know, um, a, a lady of the evening, apparently. that, that That's also the claim, too. Hey, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you don't want to eat a banana off. It's like... Dion, that's like the difference between eating a banana off your carpet or a banana that was on a fucking highway. Like, do you really want to eat a banana that fell on the highway? You might risk it if it fell on your living room floor. You're like, ah, I haven't really stepped in dog shit or anything. It's safe. But you don't know it's been on the highway. And you don't know it's been in that sex worker. So, or prostitute, as we like to call them around these parts. Um, I just, that just, that was the the most, because one of the listeners actually got me up to date on this. Shout out to our buddy, the Jacobite. Uh, he was the gentleman that hosted us in Chicago with that bar. You guys remember what a great time oh, we had. Oh, yeah, dude. Sure. Fucking awesome, man. So he let me, he's like, dude, have you heard about this? And he brought up the stuff, and I went, wait, are you serious? And then, you know, I went and did my research because we wouldn't, you know, we want to put out quality stuff here on the channel. 
And I just, I like shook my head. I was like barely awake when I read the information. I was like, dude, there's no way this is real. I'm just taken aback by that. That's my takeaway from all this. It's like, this is one of those like crazy Hollywood stories you hear about happening way back in the day. Like, oh, partying with the Rolling Stones and you did this or that. Now, nah, man, it's like partying with Lizzo. You just get dildo shot at you. Yeah, dude. <laughs> You, you, you gotta catch him like a fucking like like a German Shepherd in, in the air, just like with your mouth, you know. Oh, seriously, man! You know what I keep visualizing, Nick? <laughs> what? Remember that scene in Revenge of the Nerds when Lamar throws his uh, javelin? Yeah, oh I just imagine the fucking javelin from Revenge of the Nerds flying <laughs> through the air, wiggling through. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. These women are just on and stage some, and they just fly out. Some, there's some. T- some, there's some dancer trying to trudge across the, the ground and leap in the air and catch it. Hey, anything's possible in Amsterdam. Uh, you ain't lying. Antwerp <laughs> is fucking crazy. Yeah, they're actually they're actually trying. I, I, I watched I watched a thing on YouTube that popped up. It was like they were trying to make their own like like hotel brothel like off to the side or something like that, and it was. I don't know. They they spent some ridiculous amount of money like getting it designed and shit and like having security in there and all kind. Of, it was fucking weird. It was so they were trying to make their own little red light district building or something. <sighs> so, yeah, place. guys, is there anything else you'd like to say about this Lizzo stuff? I mean, I feel like we've covered it all. We'll definitely follow up on it since there's a lot of people that want to talk about it, dude. It's yeah. As, as Carter said, you went crazy ass. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens if she, if 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 they actually do go to court and we get to hear all the stuff and everything, that it becomes a big trial. It'll be even more interesting. And if it if it comes out that she did all those things and we get it like high detail or everything like that, it's gonna make you look even worse. And I yep. think it'll um it'll I don't know if it'll tank a career, but it'll definitely make a big dent in it for sure. I agree. All right, folks. Well, uh, it's time to talk about another section of tonight's show. So, since we're in this weird sphere tonight, the one thing I wanted to ask you guys about: Have you been on Twitter and have you seen Mia Khalifa giving uh, marriage advice? I did see that. <laughs> oh my god! Um... <laughs> I know. No, I Let I it haven't. out. I haven't. But that's like. That's like the guy. That's like, I don't know. I need. I, I don't need to shit on people. I'm not shit on people. It's like. It's like, uh, my uncle who owns a seven seven eleven being like, oh, invest in these things and it'll make you rich. It's like, you're still you're still working here, bud. Yeah, but you Good said point. he owns the seven eleven, correct? Yeah, but that's all he owns. <laughs> Damn. Dion, do you own a seven eleven yet? Because I'd like to own something like that. Uh, I mean, that seems like a good investment at this point. No, no, we should, yeah. we should all, we should all try to open a Bucky's somewhere. That, that's what we should do, dude. Let's open one here in Cincinnati. <laughs> we make so much fucking money here. Oh Everyone's my. obsessed with going down to Bucky's somewhere else. Let's put one here. There's, there's one in uh, where I used to live. There's one there. I don't, I don't understand the hype of Bucky's. Could somebody it, like, elaborate it? Um, it's twenty four. Okay, it's a twenty four hour gas station. It's yeah. It's open. They have their own food. They have their own stuff. Uh, they have everything you ever want. They have extremely clean. I think the big thing is they have extremely clean bathrooms all the oh, time. Good. Like, I've taken a shit in a couple of them, and it's been it's been a wonderful experience. Um, <laughs> you know, 
not well, not not religious, but at least like very comfortable and clean. So that's that's important. Well, now you know? I have to go to Bucky's that I know it's got yeah. the cleanest shitter on the planet. No, it, it really does. It, it makes a difference because I mean, you've we've been on some road, road you've been on some road trips and you've been to some questionable bathrooms. You're like, I need to take a shit, and you're like, I can hold it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I went to a Waffle House get... on the way to WrestleMania one year, and I didn't go to the bathroom until we left the state. It was that bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean that's 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 another thing. Um, yeah, they, like once again they they have like everything from tacos to like pulled pork sandwiches. Uh, they've got all the drinks and all the fucking snacks you ever need. It's open twenty four hours, as I said. Uh, they have like one hundred and twenty gas gas pumps. They even have stuff for like, I think they have some EV chargers as well. They have some. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's a whole. It's like a fucking living city, man. It's it's crazy. Um, yeah, when this one, when this one, when the one opened in Tennessee, my mom, my mom, like everybody around my mom couldn't stop talking about it. I'm like, it's a fucking gas station. That's all it is. It's a fucking gas station. Yeah, I just Weird. feel out of the loop. I see people wearing the t-shirts like, I went to Bucky's, I got the Bucky's experience. And I'm like, all right. I like think because it was like cars. a TikTok trend for a minute. And, you know, you know how TikTok is. So people were like all about it, and I was like, I've I've stopped at a couple of them driving back and forth. It's it's okay, it's fine. <laughs> you know, it's all right. Yeah. So, um, back to the to the lady on screen. We went from one banana gobbler to another. So, former <laughs> porn star Mia Khalifa stunned social media on Thursday morning when she offered her thoughts on marriage, insisting it's not a sanctimonious thing and it's simply paperwork, while encouraging women to leave their men. Khalifa, a Lebanese-American performer who was once Pornhub's highest-ranked adult star and famously received death threats from ISIS while wearing a hijab while shooting sex scenes, has pivoted to a career as a social media influencer. She offered her thoughts on marriage, comparing herself to NFL great Tom Brady, who won seven Super Bowls during her career. She says, I am Tom Brady at this game. Married at 18, divorced at 21. Second marriage, married at 25, divorced at 28. Third engagement, engaged at 29, ended it at 30. But I kept the ring. I'm still keeping Tom Brady on his toes, Khalifa said. We should not be afraid to leave these men. We're not stuck with these people. Marriage is not a sanctimonious thing. It's paperwork. It's a commitment you make to someone, but if you feel like you're not getting anything from that commitment while you're trying to go your own way, you gotta go. You gotta go, she continues. I know it's difficult to fill out paperwork and to make these appointments to do all these things, but if it's your fucking life, you want to be stuck with someone? Um, do you think this lady is really the right person? Like, she's talking about how these Hold marriages on. failed. Is, is it just me? Hold on. No, 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 no. First of all... First of all, Dion needs to. Dion needs is the first person need to talk about this because he's actually married. So Dion, could you please oh, yeah. say something? <laughs> Listen, um, I'm definitely not in a weird position because my wife is totally not sitting here. But that all being said, <laughs> <laughs> that all being said, overall, I'm saying pound for pound the whole thing. It's not the worst message, right? You, you at the end of the day. You make the right decision for you. You can't, you, whatever works for you, what's best for you, even when it comes to relationships, what's best for your well-being, you got to do. Sometimes I get it. You know, you can be in a relationship and it ain't working out. You've tried, they've tried. You know, if you've done all you can do, you know, sometimes leaving is the best. You know, I, you know. You know, I ain't fucking Casanova. I haven't been the perfect partner, and I've known many people who've been in in, in tough relationships. You know, you it some it's better to leave than to stay in something bad. That all being said, Mia Khalifa specifically is a hell of a lot closer to Steve Harvey than she is Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> I 
it, listen, and again, I don't know everything. You know, I ain't perfect. I will never say that I'm perfect. And I will damn sure never say I'm the best partner to be in a relationship with. That being said, as we have learned with Lizzo and with famous people in general, sometimes just listen and pay attention to the context clues. She gave you the exact reasons, plural, why you shouldn't listen to a fucking word that she's saying. Married at 18, first off, that's weird. And I get it. People want to do different shit. You should not be getting married at fucking 18. Divorce at 21, yeah, obviously. Fucking married at 25. Divorce at 28. Again, um, maybe she shouldn't be giving marital advice. And then finally, the recent one. Engaged at fucking, what was it, 30 and then broke off and she kept the ring. That specifically is hilarious because Miss Khalifa just a few years ago before deciding to go back into adult stuff and back into being an influencer, she was going to be a sportscaster. And mm-hmm. in that process of being a fucking sportscaster, she was talking about her fiance and he was great and all this thing. And that was going to be her olive branch into the mainstream. And it was her and her fiance, this, that, and the other thing. And then magically she decided that she was going to use the most random accident of all time where a puck went over the goddamn thing when she was trying to ride the coattails of the Capitals and tried to say that the puck ruptured her breast implant and she needed surgery and her fiancé was there for her and all this bullshit. Fast forward to 2023, now she's giving advice and using that specific part of her career as an example. Listen, I would never trust a mechanic who has had three lawsuits about his fucked up job not i wouldn't i wouldn't listen to that if he's going to give me advice on the car i'd say you're a crazy person you're getting sued shut up mia khalifa who's been in three that she has told us about and they've all failed maybe you shouldn't listen to her in terms of what you're doing with your marriage just fucking saying yeah, it, it's like the worst advice to get. Thank, from thank her. you, thank thank you, Dion. That's what I wanted. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome, my man. I at least I at least wanted once again. I, I wanted your perspective because once again, you're you're married and you know you and and you 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 know better than we do right now. So that's why. Right. Right. Well, Nick, I, what's I your perspective? Uh, the bitch is crazy, and I'm not gonna take your advice. If she if, if she been <laughs> if she had been married for ten years or, or even I'll give it to you. If she had been married for five years and happy. I would I would take the the advice then, but the fact that like Dion said, married once, married twice, engaged once, called off. Nah, man, those are those are red flags. Fuck that shit. I just don't know why no one takes into account the reason for her divorce is because she's a porn star. Like, do you really expect a marriage to last when your lady's taking shots in the face from some other dude? Probably not. I think that's the thing most people don't take take into account. Including Mia Khalifa. Oh, marriage is the problem. No, lady, your job was the problem. But now you're a social media influencer. Of course, your porn past is just going to go away, right? So. <laughs> it's like people can Google your fucking name and find all of your videos real quick. Listen, That's the only I thing I know think, her for. Listen, I even think the porn thing is the issue. You know, there are some. There are some <laughs> sure. <laughs> listen, listen, you know, people, people, human beings are complicated. There are motherfuckers out there who will look past that shit. I think the, the, the issue why it's so hilarious is, you know, she is a flip flopper, pun intended. 
she, you know, it, 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 the, the porn thing is secondary. She does and says whatever she thinks she has to do and say to be famous. That's it. You know, you know, like, you know, the porn thing. Listen, you know, we, we, some of us know me and Khalifa pretty good, and and that's that. But you know, <laughs> sure, that's that. Because <laughs> first she was in porn, and she was saying that you know she's the best in the world. Then she left porn, and then she was saying how she regretted doing it. And then she went on Larry King, and was saying how you know the whole you know when she was doing the scenes in the hijab, and then she regretted it, and that you know blah 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 blah. The porn industry's evil, Knievel. Then she went back and was saying, listen, you know, I'm the Tom Brady of the blah, 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 blah. I, if I, I love the Capitals now and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for porn and blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, so she's always flip-flopping. You know, it, it, the porn thing definitely should be taken into account if you know your fuck, you know what you're doing as, as it, what you're getting into rather, pun intended. But also someone that has such a strong opinion on something when in their own personal life they have done the exact fucking opposite, you probably should take their advice with a grain of fucking salt. Yeah, exactly. Well said. Yeah, and 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 I'm sure I'm sure she's gonna start influencing people and do like fucking seminars and webinars and all kinds of shit like that to make a ton of money, and uh, it'll last for about you know eighteen months and it'll, you know she'll be onto the next big thing. Exactly. What do you think her seminars are gonna be about? How to catch a banana? <laughs> <laughs> How to shoot a banana out? Oh, How to shoot okay. a banana out. There you go. Banana in the tailpipe. The Mia Khalifa story. Got it. <laughs> do you love Beverly Hills? Cop? That needs to be the title of her memoir. <laughs> banana in the tailpipe. Yeah, banana in the shit. I'll buy the book. God damn it! <laughs> I don't want to read her memoir. She needs to. She needs to fucking do the audiobook too. <laughs> oh, you know, Nick, God. we should start a secondary career as a. Uh, we produce the audio versions of porn stars' books. Oh my god, dude! That that would make so much fucking money. There we go. That would make so much money. I mean, who oh, wouldn't okay. want to read the Riley Reed biography? <laughs> Good point. She got married too, and and her and her husband got clowned on Twitter just as bad. Well, rightly are so. Are they are they still together? As far as I know. Okay. Because they only got married what last year, or the year before. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And now she's only doing like same sex scenes or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, or yeah, doing she's... so only doing uh, OnlyFans solo shit. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta pay the rent somehow. You gotta pay the rent somehow. Listen, yeah, I I, I ain't hating on nobody's hustle, but you know maybe you know give the life advice portion of the conversation to somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> leave leave the motivational speeches to Matt Foley. All right, right. <laughs> Unless you want to be living in a van down by the river, but oh god, yeah, dude, I, I, I assume she's gonna start a whole like if she's gonna be a quote unquote influencer, which is like every, what everybody wants to be now. It's such a shit thing to do. Um, yeah, she's gonna be an influencer for about like uh, maybe maybe a year and a half, two years, and then you know people realize she's full of shit and a lot of other things, and um, just you know drop her and then she'll be on to the next thing. Maybe cryptocurrency or NFTs or AI or something like that. I don't fucking know. Listen, you joke, but that's that's her mo, man. Right? Is 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 whatever's popular at the time, you know? Because when she was fucking trying to do the sports thing, I don't think she's even from Washington D.C. And she was trying to be a Capitals fan. So, Ooh, yeah, shit. you know, it, <laughs> yeah. And I think that was when they were, you know, really good. I think they had won. I can't remember what it is when you uh, have the highest scoring in the league or whatever. They had Presidents Cup or whatever. They had won that. 
you know, and she was going to the fucking playoff games and all that, and then the puck flew over and she acted like it ruptured her implant and shit. You know, she will do Mia Khalifa will do anything for attention. One hundred percent. Oh, we know. We believe me, the internet knows. <laughs> That's true. That's true. We have all the footage to prove it, Dion. <laughs> Yeah, shit. <laughs> we reviewed that shit like the Zapruder film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> back into the back, left. Yeah, back yeah. into back the left. Back into the left. <laughs> right <laughs> on our cheek. <laughs> That's fucking terrible. That's fucking terrible. Um, yeah, well, <sighs> great minds think yeah, it's, like, it's, That's true. That's true. Um, Dion, did you watch her when she was doing her sport ca- sports casting stuff? I would watch a a couple of them because it, it was it was her and mainly because it was her and Lisa Ann had both started trying to do which now I think oh about shit it, that's fucking hilarious oh my god yeah it's probably who she was trying to copy was Lisa Ann so oh, uh, so I was just watching to see what they you know and it you know it was pretty sta- what you would think it is someone who pro- most likely has someone tell them things about sports and then they say it on oh, okay so oh, okay have, so it was nothing it was nothing like riveting or compelling it was just like the the the, the normal shit right right it was, it was very yeah very standard i want to do sports now vibe oh okay oh well, yeah i mean yeah if, if, if it wasn't if it wasn't anything to write home about then fuck that yeah that's that, that's that, that's super dumb that's super super dumb yep oh man i mean i wasn't going to be able to get into sports if it wasn't for mia khalifa's input on it i mean shit <laughs> sports got into her too I wonder how many, so many times. balls, so many balls. So, <laughs> oh shit! It's like a hot dog going down a hallway. Um, anyways, <laughs> it's like Lamar's uh, javelin going down a hallway. There you go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Bring Just it back. It. <laughs> oh god. I mean, oh man, it's all it's all good fun. Um, we'll see what Mia Khalifa's up to in the future. I guess she's going to, like you said, Dude, she's going to make some. She's going to make some years. fucking like. She's going to make some three D AI game where you get to bang her or something like that. And you got to buy her, you know, attachment device along with it or something. Bro, listen, that that woman will pivot. <laughs> <laughs> well, she she'll pivot. She'll roll. She'll she'll go on her head. She'll do a lot of things. Dion, a lot of things. <laughs> Oh, Guys, I actually have. A hell uh, of a I have some footage of uh, the hot dog in Mia Khalifa's hallway. Here it is, right. <laughs> you found it. There you we go. <laughs> I knew you could. Yeah, I knew you could. God damn it. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. I I fucking love those goddamn movies, man. They're so. I awesome. do too. They're so much fun. Jesus Christ. <sighs> and it lands. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I hope there's some reunion. Like uh, thing convention with them because I will travel and fly to it so so fast. If it's if it's within a decent uh, range, I'll go with you. I love Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, I did. Yeah, uh, yeah. I yeah. I got to meet them like like I think fifteen years ago or something. It was fucking worth it. Oh. All right, folks, hit that thumbs up button to let us know you enjoy World Class Bullshitters content. We have more coming to you all the time, including uh, some surprises tomorrow. So be on the lookout for everything we release, and uh, go watch us as it goes live. All right, guys, so uh, Kendall will be here in a few moments, so we'll save our um, our Barbenheimer information for that, because I want to hear Kendo's take on uh, the meme war that's going on around the world. But... For a serious, let's be serious for a moment here. 
Uh, have you guys heard the information about uh, the Disney whistleblower in terms of the forced diversity and how if you didn't play the game, you were punished behind the scenes? No. Um, heard a little bit. Heard a little bit. Yeah, not uh, not any details, but kind of heard um, you know the broad strokes of what was going on, and it's. Um... It's as it's as weird as like the Lizzo thing. It's like you this company who you know strives on being this this way is you know completely batshit crazy. And some of the stuff they sound like some of the stuff that is being uh, alleged sounds really like illegal. Yeah, I I don't doubt that this stuff goes on behind the scenes and the legality of it blows my mind. I'm glad we have a video that I'm working on right now about this the trend in diversity and how it's kind of coming to an end by force. And I want to save some of the um, more uh, refined topic for the video itself so I can make sure I get through everything in the manner I want to. But tonight we're going to talk about this one. And this information comes from our pal WDW Pro, who will be joining us on the High Council in two weeks. So I believe that is the 15th. He will be joining us on the show. This coming Tuesday we have liter not Literature Devil, we have uh, Script Doctor, our good buddy. We're going to be talking about all sorts of entertaining things. They always are when he's on the show. But the week after that will be WDW Pro. So make sure you join us on Tuesday, August 15th at 9pm Eastern Standard Time. The week build up to Horror Hound is going to be chock full of wonderful world class content, folks. So make sure you don't miss any of that. And then watch us live from Horror Hound, the return of the bullshitters. So... This comes from uh, our pal WDW Pro, but a Disney whistleblower claims that the company has required employees to keep diversity, inclusion, and equity, or DEI, how it's actually read, uh, virtues, diaries that determine whether the employees would receive promotions, raises, or even keep their jobs. The whistleblower also claimed that the company systematically persecuted conservative employees. Um, it says, it is now our understanding that at Disney summer, Disney since the summer of 2020, many employees of the company have been required to maintain their various virtuous actions within diversity, equity, and inclusion, and that a diary of their good deeds was part of maintaining their job security. But it's not just that, but in fact, it was also tied to their job compensation, if you can believe it. It was added that we're talking about bonuses that you might not receive that went afoul. Uh, there's also uh, other talk about... This. Now, folks, if you want to hear more of it, make sure you check out the WDW Pro video. But it goes beyond just not filling out the Word doc that you had on the DEI requirements. Let's say you were actually on social media and you responded to some sort of conservative value where you're going to be brought into HR and explain that this in this doing at the Walt Disney Company, um, it's not allowed here. And that's how they eliminated a majority of their employees that have those views. And so now, according to this report, the Disney company has been more of a, more or less, a monolithic state where everyone is on one side of the spectrum and everyone else is either hiding or just quiet. So, what do you guys think about this? There's a little more to that, but I want to get your take about that. If this is true, according to this whistleblower, how messed up is it that they basically hinge your whole job on this DEI crap? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely interested to, to hear to hear more about it, it you know is especially you know having a job in corporate america right you know they're, they're you know a lot of companies do have you know sensitivity stuff and all that so so that stuff definitely does exist and a lot of times you know your performance depending on uh you know if you you know because a lot of companies have social media contracts right so that that part exists uh, but what they're saying, you know, it sounds like it is a very different environment at Disney, which, again, I wouldn't be surprised with everything going on and how hard they've been pushing things. So, yeah, if 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 <laughs> if that's the case where, you know, they're they're trying to police 
every single thing, um, especially in terms of, you know, if you work in in the social media public relations department of Disney, you know, that's wild. You know, that's very, very wild. So, yeah, I mean, I would, you know, specifics here are very important. But again, you can't you can't be all that surprised. Everything that's been going on, you know, behind the scenes, the movies that they're pushing out, the movies that aren't doing well. Um, that damn, that would be wild. Don't you think though, tying people's incomes and bonuses to this stuff makes their desires to be diverse hollow, and it makes it just based on a desire, a capitalistic desire, which. You know, you work for a living. There's a reason behind that. But don't you think it just makes this whole initiative hollow, like, to force it on people? It depends what the metrics are. You know, that, that, that's why it's dangerous to, to, to I guess, uh, digest what this whistleblower is saying, right? So typically, you know, when you, when you have incentives, right? So, you know, depending on what the company is, your bonus situation, you know, it's called an incentive thing bonus, whatever, they go on metrics. So, you know, because, you know, companies by and large don't want to have to give more money. So anytime your bonus, your incentive is based on something, you have to be able to quantify it, you know, because obviously you can get sued for that type of thing. So if, if that is the case, I would be dying to know how they measure that. You know, if, if you have a certain threshold that you have to, to adhere to when it comes to our diversity push how are they measuring that especially if you're in public relations or social media or marketing or whatever you know you know you because especially when you have your one-on-ones for a business and that shit is the type of shit that goes into your incentive package you know you have to be able to bring proof so what do they grade it on do they go off of replies they go off of uh media mentions do they go off of what magazines say so you know that's that's why it's important especially with people in, in, the, in the sphere that we're in, you know, you hear something and the knee-jerk reaction is that's crazy, but it's a, it's a, you know, corporations do not fuck around with this shit. So I would be, I would kill actually to know how do they measure that? And if that, if they have a way to measure that, then yeah, that's a huge thing. That's a huge concern because that means that by, by definition, if it's something that you can pay people more for, you know, that's kind of crazy. Like that's kind of, that's, if, if 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 pushing Disney's diversity is what your pay is based off of, that's that's pretty wild because at least in the public eye, it doesn't look like Disney knows what the fuck they're doing. So <laughs> it, it, it I would love to know how do they quantify that. Um, they 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 follow China's um, China's way of doing things. They just put cameras around every corner and every hallway and every room. And they track your eye movements. That's why they know where you are with like an RFID tag, you know, um, <clears throat> thing attached that's just molded into your skin. And you know, if you're sitting down too long, or if you're not active too active too, if you're active too much, or if you're you know too white or not white enough, or you know not female enough, um, they track all those metrics across you know an AI program that they have developed. And then you know they spit out a number, and if that number's you know high or low, depends on how much you get paid that day during you know during that week and during that pay period. So that's kind of how it's you know equated. You know, if you've ever been to China, China or North Korea, you kind of know what I'm talking about. I just got back last week. Um, <laughs> you're 100 percent on point. I assume that's what it's like. I mean, it sounds that sounds like the most like stressful work environment fucking ever. 
Like, if you stare at somebody like like a half second too long, is that sexual harassment? All of a sudden, do you get written up, or do they get to get to like talk to you about somebody? Like, what the fuck happens if you if you wear the like the wrong thing, or if you don't look professional enough, or if you like if you're a woman and you're and you're like like low cut shirt is too low, or your skirt's too high? Like, how the fuck do you equate all of this to everything? Or if you don't, if you address people in a certain way during during a fucking meeting, does that count against your score? Like, how? how petty are we being here about this bullshit and i'm sure anybody who worked there at some point is like the money's not worth it i'm fucking leaving like i'm gonna go i'm gonna go work at fucking in and out because it's gonna be less stressful than this um that just sounds terrible and if and if and this is this, this is true and this is what's really happened um this is kind of a, another lizzo situation where like they keep forcing this diversity on people and it's just making their job more and more stressful and they have to worry about i don't know if anybody i don't know if you saw that video of the people who were trying to do like the meeting or whatever and they were being like really liberal and they were like oh you know like you know don't don't say guys because it's you know it's you're, you're saying this to men don't be too loud because people who are who have like auditory problems are gonna have or, like you know can't can associate well or whatever like it was a whole fun like the, the the meeting in the first four 45 minutes of the meeting it was just them like trying to clear rules up for every little fucking infraction it was infuriating if yeah, that's the way it is you talk about it yeah if that's the way it is there they they can have their pay they can have they they can do whatever i don't want to fucking work there no thank you and, and and if this goes from everybody from like the higher, higher ups to the guy sweeping up the popcorn in the park fuck it no no thank you i'm out done i'll go to universal and enjoy myself over there it's fine i think a lot of people have already done that nick because i mean across the board we disney has lower numbers they just had another flop last week with the um the Haunted Mansion. That was a yep. fairly pricey movie, and it only um, made what, like twenty three million dollars. Oh uh, well, the, I have the box. I actually pulled up the box office right now. Uh, domestic box offices of right now is thirty one million. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. What was the budget? Um, let's see. I'll, I'll let, me, let me look that up actually right now as well. Gotcha. Well, he's yeah, looking that one up. That, that movie thirty one million ain't. It's not great. A budget, Ooh. according to Google, is one is one fifty. Mm. Yeah, and just so you know, the the international box office on top of the un, the international box office on top of the on top of the domestic only equates to forty million. So that was eight that was eight million dollars uh, for the international box office over the past since it's been released. Yeah, they got a, they got a lot of they got a lot of brothers in that movie, a lot of sisters in that movie. <laughs> well, can't... so did I mean, like, so did the first one too with yeah, Eddie, Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but it's Disney we're talking about that, you know, so they're trying to sell, you know, one one A is China. So it's it's you know that that movie if it did if it only did 31 in the st- domestically, you know, and it only did 8 million internationally, that means that they couldn't put it in certain markets and the markets they put it in didn't do that Dear well. God. I'm looking at the cast list right now and I'm like it's a it's a diverse it's a diversity person's, person's wet dream, I swear to god. I'm just looking I mean, at, hey, look at the man. cast right now. Like I'm just fuck. Okay, and even then, like the higher up names are like they're like very well known people. So yeah, yeah. It's, it was, it's not it's not cheap, you know. Even though they they made sure to check all the boxes, uh, it, <laughs> they wasn't cheap to pay all those people. So yeah, man. I mean, yeah. I, that's just you know seeing that and then and then and then you know hearing what this whistleblower is saying. You know that just sounds like a crazy environment which which is very ironic because again it's disney so they're doing it to make money you know i can't imagine having to 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 walk on eggshells and still be expected to put out 
billion dollar projects. You know, that's just that's tough. Yeah, that's and tough. yeah, and, and it seems like their their main priority is once again like before before like when they come up with the script or whatever like that. It seems like they're already the first thing they do is like check all the boxes first. Can we make this person this? Can we make this person that? And then they go on to like try to make it into a a billion dollar movie, which you can't because I mean look at um the fuck was it? The the Eternals or whatever. Like they tried doing that with that and it bombed hard. Yo, motherfuckers still trying to defend that movie. Twitter is still <laughs> trying to defend that movie. They need to give it up. So weird. It's Listen, so if they if, if they love the movie so much, go rent it at Redbox like a million times. Okay, do that. Put your put your fucking money into it then. If it's if it they don't so love much it that much, Nick. Go buy go buy the goddamn Lego sets that are like that are like on discount now that nobody's got, nobody cares about. Did you see in our toy video, dude, how the Black Panther toys have done so poorly? They're at Ollie's on clearance. They're at Target on clearance. Christ, like, dude. Yeah. The bust, the bust uh, on on the Lego website is going on discount. Like it's nobody wants it, man. Who would? Yeah, it's even even I showed you the the fucking the oh, which is really weird. For for the Marvels, they had a Lego Lego thing come out for them. It's called the Hoopty. That's what? The, that that the Hoopty is the space vehicle in, in that they have in the Marvels. Wow! Really? That's what it's called. I'm not called? kidding. That's what it's called. I will. I will pull it up, pull it up again and give you the link right now. I, I'm not kidding. Send me the link. I'll share it on air. They, re- they redid the trailer for that um, in the ter- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. That second okay. trailer is way better than the first one. Uh, is it hard to be better than the absolute lowest thumbs down or most thumbs down trailer in history? Absolutely not. But damn it. It's it's interesting, you know, to 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 kind of piggyback off a of next point, you know those, you know those punchbacks, you know they clearly recognize them because that second trailer, the tone is way they 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 pull back on a lot of the um, we're all gals theme of the first trailer, and it's it's very interesting. It is very fucking interesting, and especially with, you know, it's the most disliked, haunted mansion not doing well, you know, this news coming out, you know, and then obviously, you know, Bob Iger getting in front of the camera, dude, what they're going to do, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't going to be intrigued to watch, man, because Disney's in a weird-ass corner, they're in a weird-ass corner, and especially with this whistleblower coming out, pushing them in a certain direction, you know, a lot of those motherfuckers striking are striking because of Disney. So, oh, did you um, speaking, of, speaking of strikes? Did you hear about a twenty four? No. A twenty four agreed to the terms, so the the unions have let them continue making movies. Really? A twenty four. The entire company is only worth one hundred and fifty billion dollars. One hundred fifty. Yeah, one hundred fifty billion dollars. Like they're not worth that much compared to Disney things like that. But they agreed to the terms. And they're continuing making movies, and they have like a few. They have they have. And they're gonna release, I think, two more this year. They already released a horror one this last weekend, or it's gonna come out this weekend. And they're gonna release two more, and I think they have a few more slated slated across it. So it's like they they may have made the smart move because if their movies are gonna be the only ones in theaters for a bit, yep. Um, you know, and if and and you know, people are gonna go watch them because they're gonna be the only ones out. They're gonna make some fucking money. Seriously, talk about taking advantage of a market, dude. That's yeah. that's huge. That yeah. is 
yeah huge there and and i'm pretty sure their stuff is pretty is pretty low budget too it's not they don't they don't make it for a lot of money they 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 concentrate on the fucking story and make good shit like i know i know they pivoted from making like hard art house stuff to like making actual like pal more palatable things and they've done a good job with it so yeah oh dude i'm i'm an a24 fan nick that's what i want us to create uh We'll just be B25. Do you think that'll B25. work? I think we'll get sued. <laughs> or CB4. There we go. CB4. Dude, I'm down. We can do a whole studio based on CB4. We'll do a live action musical of the sweat from my balls. I mean, people would come see that one, right? Why not? Why now, not? The one thing I wanted to say, you're talking about the Marvel stuff, Dion, since you saw the new trailer. Dude, the Marvels isn't going to be as hot as people think because it's not going to get any IMAX screens. IMAX is fully committed to doing dune too so that's gonna take a chunk out of the box office dune deserves a fuck dune Dune deserves imax i went to go watch oppenheimer and imax like the the one that like you're fucking supposed to like the one that nolan like made it for kind of thing a three a a three-story goddamn screen it was fucking beautiful and epic i was i was just on the edge of my seat the whole time it was wonderful um i loved it i couldn't know so many people want to dump on it but i'm like oppenheimer was great i don't know what you're hating so good yeah it was so yeah it was so good man so good um but yeah, it's yeah. As, as you see on the screen right now, we have the fucking hoopty from the Marvels. Man, man, this dude, Marvels might be a disaster. It might be a disaster. I'm listen, man. You know, you know. Listen, apparently the first one made a billion dollars, so you know I, I won't be surprised if some shenanigans go down. You know, whatever. But man. You know, for, to go from Captain Marvel 2 to the Marvels, you know, to see it, the backlash to it, you know, Sam Jackson trying to fight the internet, and then for them to change the tone of the trailer for the second trailer, dude, I, we'll see, we'll fucking see, man, you know, all, all the chips are on the table, so, you know, you, you, you cannot afford for the, mar- the, you know, one of the reasons you did you know, the female Avengers scene in Endgame. You know, one of the reasons, you know, you backed Brie Larson. You know, it, it, dude, if, if the Marvels go down, man, man, it's a it's a it's the Wild West again. I mean, it, I think it's I think it's a Wild West now with the, the strike happening. Anybody who's making any, any kind of entertainment, anybody who's pivoting and wanting to do like even short form stuff with comedy or whatever like that the 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 you know the court's open it's open man take take over do something you know keep us entertained because at some point i mean if this strike persists as it seems like it's going to uh for the bigger studios um it's uh, we may not have anything to watch you know next year <laughs> so oh we'll we'll look at our audience will have stuff to watch next no, year. no 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 we'll definitely stuff no 100 ours will but i'm just saying like um you know, there, 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 will, there will be less from the big, from the bigger, bigger studios to watch. Is what I'm saying. You know, that's that's what it is. It could be a blessing in disguise, man, because the big studios have no. been putting out bullshit for so long. No, they have, they have, and it seems like in the last god, um, almost ten years, it's been terrible shit, terrible stuff. Um, there's not been anything that's been, there's been very, sorry, there's been very few things that are that are worth rewatching or buying or investing into at all. You know, so it's it's just. It's just been terrible. It's been such a an artistic dry spell for so many years because, of course, you've had big hits, but like, really, twenty nineteen kind of signaled the end of a lot of fun stuff. And then I know it was the pandemic, but like even before that, the stuff that was made before the pandemic even happened, but the stuff that came out during that, 
there was a change in entertainment and this is a response to a lot of that and i'm just interested to see how what you guys refer to as the wild west i'm interested to see how long this can last how long this barren wasteland can last because a lot of non-disney properties are starting to step up and really make a name for themselves I think I think Dion's right with with this being the Wild West. Here's why. Okay, we we now have we, we're we're going to have a deficit of entertainment from the higher ups, people who people like us and people with platforms and things like that are going to have more of a chance to to get a, a bigger audience. Also, with the advent of AI and you're able to do things quickly, you're going to have more things come out uh, with a higher quality than you would normally from somebody like you know who has no money. So anybody who doesn't have a lot of money who can like pay for AI things for like a month or two and really get a good story and good music and stuff like that, it's going to really level the playing field. And we're going to get a lot of unique things coming out, which I'm excited for. Honestly, I'm always excited for people who want to, um, people who don't have the means to all of a sudden having the means to make stuff and seeing what their ideas are. A lot of them are not going to be good. That's good. That's going to be true. But we may get a few diamonds in the rough of, of things that are just like the concepts are good. The trailers are good. The ideas are good, but they need to be like flesh out a little bit more. And these people need maybe right. a little bit more money or a little more time or whatever. And it's going to be something awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, listen, Hillary and I were laughing about it last night. You know, don't get me wrong. You know, I am a pro pay those motherfuckers guy at the same time, you know, I'd be lying, man, if 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 I wasn't excited to see what up and comer comes out of the fucking smoke, man. Especially with a twenty, no, a twenty four has been white hot, man. You know, a twenty four has kind of been the L A night of movie studios, and it, <laughs> you know, and especially after Bob Iger, you know, saying what he said, it coming out how much he makes, you know, Disney's in the corner again. Is is the most Disney thing ever. You know, but Disney's in the corner, and if you have a studio like A24 cranking out stuff that's good during the strike, dude, it, it you know, it, the Wild West, I think, is a perfect way to put it. And it, not just Disney, but, you know, Universal and WB and, you know, all these other studios, um, you know, especially when they put out that crazy-ass bullshit offer a couple weeks ago, um, dude. I mean, and even if they if even if they somehow do get AI to a point during the strike where they could somewhat use it, you know, you're going to have an arms race, you know, especially with studios like A24, you know, it, dude, it's dude, it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to watch, not to mention all the crazy shit we're going to get out of this. You know, we got American Gladiators out of a strike. So, dude, it's it's you know, I'd be lying if I didn't say I was a little bit excited to see what the Wild West brings up. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, let's see. Um, holy shit, the movie "Talk to Me" that's coming out or or your came out from A twenty four. Guess how much it was made for? Damn, the, I'm, based on the way you said that, I'm gonna say they made it for. Uh, I'm gonna say ten million dollars. Lower. What? Lower, sir. Five. Four point five. Well, dude, dude, if that movie cleans up at the box office, that movie, that movie needs, that movie needs to, needs to fill, needs to be, have a somewhat of a good, of a good turnout Thursday night, uh, Dion, and they will clean up, dude, dude. And listen, you and Jeff were saying it, you know, horror could be coming is, 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 
is slapping some bitches around these days. I was a little hesitant, but dude, four and a half, dude. Yeah, <laughs> imagine quadrupling your budget in one day. <laughs> yeah, they will pay for that movie in a weekend, even if it does shitty numbers, even if it does. Let's see. The metric the metric is always what two and a half times. Mm-hmm. Two and a half mm-hmm. times that. Oh god, let's see. What what is it exactly? 11 11.25 million. Dude. <laughs> They'll make that in the weekend. Dude, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's that rate of return. I mean, you know, listen, that's the type of sh- I mean, obviously Canon fucked it all up. <laughs> but that's the type of shit that made Canon you know, they they have their own wing of movie history because they did shit like that. Yep. Yeah. So it's it, yeah. If they if, if they keep this up, even let's see what was another one they did. Um, I think they did. Is it a twenty four X? Wasn't um, what was the what was the uh the good action one? They did okay. Okay, they, they did a movie called X in 2022. I remember it, it's with Mia Mia Goth and actually Jenna Ortega and Brittany Snow and mm. Kid Cudi. Go figure. Um, that movie that movie was basically a slasher, you know, made in the 70s or you know, place in the 70s. It was made for a million dollars, dude. <laughs> they're spending dude. they're spending such little money to make such like good movies this is this is fucking ridiculous this this is the cheat code this is what they this is what you know they've they figured it out man they know what they're doing i mean listen short-term gains baby you know that's that's <clears throat> that you know it would be hilarious if hollywood went back to that right you know especially you know the 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 low risk high reward mentality that studio the big studios have had the last decade you know if 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 a24 um you know blumhouse if 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 they take advantage of this shit and you and you're having banger after banger making four or five six times its budget um that's going to change some shit cuz imagine them getting getting that formula down and then making bigger budget movies you know that's fucking crazy man yeah, that's fucking yeah. crazy and and yeah and like and yeah like 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 me and jeff said yeah horror i mean horror will horror saved last year i mean there were like four or five that came out that were you know decent mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is that those movies those movies are fucking cheap to make in all honesty you get you you get a decent horror script and you give it some some fairly good name you make a pretty good trailer you get some teenage nobodies um you know who are fresh out of acting school or whatever and you put them in it you're good to go. You know, you 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 invest like five, six million into it. You're good to go, man. You don't need much more. Yeah, I mean, and especially you know, and, and, you know, and, and, and as with everything, as you get better at something, right? You, it becomes easier to do. So if you know they've you know eight twenty four has already got you know twenty thirty pictures under their belt, right? You know if you're if you're banking these, if you're banking these W's, it's, dude, that's wild, man. Like that's wild. Because weren't they trying to make a play uh, for Furiosa too? I think so. Uh, I think so. I think that, that that may have been what they were trying to do. But yeah, it's Would just, Warner yeah, Brothers that, ever I give mean, that up? I mean, I listen, they. I don't know if they were straight up giving that up yet, but you know, there was the whole thing where they were haggling for money with George Miller, you know, and then obviously. Uh, Charlize 
was getting kind of pissed with what was holding it up, you know, and then I, you know, I don't know if Warner Brothers has, I don't know how much longer they have the, the rights to it, but, you know, at least recently, I thought, I thought I read that A24 was trying to make a play for it. So that, I mean, especially if you're, if you're, if, if, the, if A24 is banking three, four quadruple uh, factors for their movies and they get some big property, I'm telling you, man, that's like you're saying, that's welcome to the wild, wild west. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy. If they're yeah, if they if their investment for the stuff is like you know max of ten million dollars and that's all they put into it, they're they're getting they're 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 getting their returns back in like a couple of weeks, man. Yeah, it's got to be a good feeling. Unlike Disney, who's like, yeah. oh, maybe we'll, well make it in the back end in a year. Well, well, because while while we were gone, I looked at I looked at the I looked at the uh, budget for the new movie. Talk to me. They they put out uh, I think last weekend. Mm-hmm. It's four point five million dollars, Jeff. That's, that's the budget. It? That's the budget. Yeah, that's the budget. If if you remember the movie like X and then Pearl that came out, they were a million. I just saw a piece. X this weekend. That was a million dollars. Huh. Shit, we could do a lot with a million dollars. Yeah. Well, these days you can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I had to step away for a moment, folks. I apologize about that, but uh, I'm back with some water. So, guys, is there anything else you guys want to say about the Disney whistleblower stuff? I know this was a very long segment, but I think we kind of covered it all incredibly well. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah. all I'm saying is I am high-key excited to see what the fuck comes out of that. Yeah, if it's if it's true and, you know, things get, get ousted and people people start, um, you know, I guess people start, you know, dropping like flies, it's going to it's going to be interesting because Bob Iger's still still in a, a you know, a, he's, he's inside of a house on fire right now trying to make sure, you know, everything's OK and trying to put everything out. But. I don't yep. know, man. That fire keeps growing. He keeps trying to be like, no, nah, everything's cool. We're, we're fine. We're fine. It's like, are you sure, Bob? Are you yeah. sure? Yeah. Um, I think I think what's going to happen, I think if, 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 if it keeps going down this way, they're going to probably ask like Apple to buy them or some shit like that. You mean big? <laughs> we're, we're, listen, we're far from that, but you know, you keep taking all these L's, you keep taking all these shots to the chin, you know, hardcore corrections uh are required and disney has done it before so i don't know man we'll uh we'll see that's why this shit's so intriguing man you know if there's anything i've learned about corporate america is no one really knows what they're doing you know yeah you find what works <laughs> and you keep doing it so if, if disney if disney isn't doing the whole uh diversity thing well inside their walls you know combined with everything going on you know, of course, correction is going to happen because say what you want, you know, especially on Twitter, motherfuckers don't like when the stock prices keep falling down. Yeah. And, and according to some, some people I've, I've talked to, they haven't paid dividends in like uh, two or two or three years or something like that. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nick, real quick, while you've recently talked about it, do you want to get the uh, X trilogy? Uh, reviewed and have a commentary and all that shit in the future for the uh, listeners as soon as Maxine's oh, out. Oh god, yeah, dude, yeah, because yeah, I watched, I watched, uh, yeah, I watched X and I watched Pearl, which is like the prequel to X. And Maxine, the yeah, Maxine, they shot and they're done with already. It just got to come out uh, at some point. So no, I'm down for that. I think Maxine is like the '70s or '80s version. I think they're like in downtown, they're in some downtown major city in like the '70s or '80s, and it's very like very much that thing. Um, I think I think they're in California in the '70s, and then like I'm I'm down for that whole like crazy. Uh, dirty downtown area kind of movie. I'm, I'm I'm down for it. I want to check it out. 
I finally saw. Uh, well, I finally saw that, but then I saw another movie with Mia Goth called uh, Infinity Pool. How was that? Weird as shit. Yeah, it seemed, it seemed like it was weird as shit. Yeah. I want to watch that with Dion when he's had a couple drinks and a couple California shots just to hear him go, what? For like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, because I were watching the trailer for that and I was like, I don't think I'm going to watch this in theaters. I may, I may watch it afterwards, but I didn't watch it in the theaters. <laughs> and he's just saying that because we watched Glass Onion. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, dude, I forgot about Glass Onion. Thanks for reminding me of a terrible oh, memory. Geez. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Ryan Johnson. I gotta suffer, you gotta suffer. <laughs> and we all suffer together, folks. Hit that thumbs up button to let us know that the suffering is worth it though. <laughs> speaking of speaking of suffering, I, I gotta grab a I gotta grab a movie off of off of uh, Netflix at some point and, and have Dion suffer through it. What movie? Oh, shit. Uh, Army of the Dead. <laughs> oh, by, uh, Snyder. by his by his favorite director in the whole wide world. <laughs> I have I would I can so I, I probably shouldn't be telling you guys this, but I was so terrified that we were going to watch that this summer and i was like specifically trying not to talk about it <laughs> and then and like a couple of weeks ago i think it was doc dr coffin nails had like made a comment and i was like i was inside pink i was like i hope this motherfucker doesn't see that because i do not i do not want to watch that goddamn movie because even not it's not just that i hate Zack snyder but everything involved with that was terrible that shitty goddamn match the WWE did that caused the Miz to tear his fucking ACL. Like, it's just bad news. And I feel like watching it on our show is just inviting the universe to fuck with us. And I, fuck you, Zach Snyder. I ain't falling for it. <laughs> so watching the movie will give us bad mojo. Gotcha. All right, folks, it we're going to watch I'm it over on Patreon will. to protect Listen. our YouTube channel. Well, listen, my ancestors are like, hey, yo, you need to put a spell, get some fucking graveyard dirt, get some crow's feet, some, you know, cook a pot of chitlins, whatever you got to do. Because that movie is bad <laughs> fucking news. <laughs> chitlins, that's magic? the blackest thing what? you've ever said to me, dude. What, what, what I've known you for 15 years. That? God damn it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> my thoughts exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, guys, on screen right here, we have one of the many, many, many Barbenheimer memes. Now, I don't know how you guys felt about it, but you couldn't avoid the Barbenheimer crap. I'll just call it crap. I'm not angry about it. But the one thing that I found fascinating is the uh, the response from Japan. Now, everyone had been joking online about how, oh, uh, they're going to do, I can't wait to do a double feature of Barbenheimer in Japan, this and that and the other. And apparently the people of Japan have not taken too kindly to all of the stuff on social media. Uh-oh. Yes. So the international feud began on the official Twitter account. We're not going to call it X here. Are you guys used to calling it X yet? Because I'm not. Hell no, no. I'm still calling it Twitter. It will remain Twitter in our hearts forever. So over on Twitter, officially, is what we'll call it here on WCVS, um, the account for Barbie commented that it's going to be a summer to remember beneath the movie poster collage that matched up the toy-inspired flick with Oppenheimer, a film about making the atomic bomb that dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki in 1945, eventually killing nearly 200,000 Japanese. The poster uploaded last month by the account discussing film depicts J. Robert Oppenheimer, portrayed by Killian Murphy, holding Barbie in front of a mushroom cloud, which you're seeing right in front of you. 
and Japanese Twitter users did not take lightly to the joke. In a rebuke on the Barbenheimer trend, they since spun memes that mock 9-11 terrorist attacks on the U.S. Since the controversy of the hashtag no Barbenheimer has been trending on social media. And here's one that I'll put up on the screen in a minute. He says, yo, uh, how do you think? Idiots, go fuck yourself, one user wrote, alongside a picture of the World Trade Center emitting pink smoke. What do you Americans who use this tag to make jokes about the atomic bomb feel when they see this image, said one angry user next to a similar image. Um, how about a, how do the Americans people think they see a meme of the attacked Twin Towers? Um, cynics fought back, claiming that the memes weren't hurtful due to the fact that U.S. social media users mocked the tragedy as well. They say what the Japanese people fail to understand is that most American Twitter users find 9-11 jokes funny, remarked a user. They're yeah. screaming at a wall here. Yeah, it's been long enough and like we can we can joke about it now, so that's fine. Yeah, and what then is, what, fun- yeah, what is the South, what the South Park thinks of twenty two and a half years, some shit like that? Is that what it is? Yeah. That was okay. just the whole thing. Like when can we make jokes? Yeah. I just find it funny that the people of Japan are so offended by this. But you know, well, listen, you you know, you gotta, you know, Japan ain't, ex- you know, they, they they are polite as hell, you know, but they're not exactly known for being able to take a joke, you know what I'm saying? Not to mention the fact, you know, culturally speaking, you know, they've got a lot of stress related stuff, you know, going on, just you know, because like, don't they have a crazy high rate of suicide? Yes, they and, do. Yeah, they do, and all that, you know. So, you know, don't get me wrong. Um, I I love when you have layered shit going back and forth between cultures on the internet. That's why I love the internet. And at the same time, you know, like J- Japan, you that meme is hilarious, and then you getting really mad about it is hilarious. <laughs> you just you can't don't feed the trolls because like you know, I get I get I get the hip the 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 knee jerk reaction to make nine eleven jokes. But that was 20-some years ago, and we've been dealing with a lot of shit over here. So Americans' humor is very dark right now. We we got a lot of dark humor going on. Oh, yeah, on. dude. No, it's, it's – it's, You know, it's, we got it's... two geriatric motherfuckers running for president. You know, so we're in a we're in a very a very humorous place on the internet. So, you know, that may backfire. Plus, Barbenheimer, come on. That's crazy, and it's ridiculous, and it's just stupid enough to be funny. So – you know, like that. I mean, I that's so bad. But guys, you're not gonna you're not gonna bother us with that right now. Like you know, 15 years ago, different. Fucking 2023, America's going through some shit. So a lot of us are kind of sniggling at that. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, hey, we we can make. I mean, you know, nine, I can make 911 jokes all day, man. Like my, unfortunately, my dad died died during that time. Best pal we had. God damn, what a perfect damn, place dude. to bring Kendo into the show. Uh, uh, I just want you to know that I love you, and uh, <laughs> you ever need to talk, man, I'm I'm fucking here for you. <laughs> no, that, re- that really was a joke. That really was a joke. It's fine. Uh, Kendo, welcome to the show. You've walked into the Barbenheimer-Japan uh, battle. I mean, that's cool and all. I don't see what Barbenheimer has to do with, you know, terrorists, but whatever. They're just they're just mad. They're trying. This is a response meme to all the Barbenheimer stuff. So, gotcha. Well, what they should have done then is they should have made the towers one Barbie, one Ken, and then the jet could have been Oppenheimer blowing them up. See, I'd be fine with that. That would have made more sense. 
Are you the last person here on the channel to have not seen Oppenheimer? Yes, probably most likely because Jeff, I don't even have time to go pee. So here we are. Well, well, thank you for you making on? time for the show tonight instead of going to the bathroom, Kendo. We appreciate your suffering. Yeah. Hopefully that bucket's big enough. <laughs> That's all right. I mean, it's a pickle jar, one of those gallon yeah. ones from the. There, uh, from there's Jones. a mop over in the corner. We're okay. Oh, I'm wearing God. my. I'm, I'm wearing the wets tonight. You're wearing the wets. <laughs> Welcome, man. I don't know how we did the show without you. <laughs> I don't know either. I mean, but I'm here. Football season, be damned. Hell yeah, man! Can't keep a good bullshitter down. See, folks, we're here each and every week because we want to entertain you guys. So make sure you hit that thumbs up button, subscribe to the channel, and be on the lookout for more from world-class bullshitters. Kendo, it just makes me more excited to hang out at Horror Hound, dude. It's going to be a hell of a time. Yes, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm really, really doing everything I can to make that one. Just uh, imagine the steak, how good it's going to taste. <laughs> do, I have to, do, I, do I have to smuggle you out in, 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 a, in a fucking duffel bag, Kendo? Is that what has to happen? I mean, you're, you might have to. Luckily, our game is on the 17th, so I will not be on the show until very late on the 17th because that's our opening game of the season because for some reason Thursday night football isn't tradition around here. Ah, didn't know that. Um, just for that week. And then I'm really, really planning on being on a plane the next day and getting the hell out of town for a couple days. All right. You deserve it. I know. I know I do. So, guys, that's my boy. Uh, we have one more thing to talk about in terms of news, and then we're going to turn this into our fun wrestling segment. So, Kendo, you timed it just right to get here. But Yay. our old pal Vince McMahon, Mr. Uh, Twirly McMustache, is back in the news <laughs> for another damn lawsuit. So, Dion, take us back for a minute. How did a lot of this Vince McMahon uh these legal issues pop up earlier this year. So it was uh, discovered and became a big issue for the WWE, the corporate machine that it is, that Vince McMahon was using company money to pay off multiple women that he was involved with. And um, this was obviously... At a very sensitive time for them, which caused him to originally retire. He had this whole thing. He had his 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 final tweet where he was thanking the WWE Universe, saying it was time for him to retire. And then um, after a certain amount of time, after Triple H taking over creative, after Stephanie and what's that other dude's name, Khan, taking Nick over Khan. the business aspect. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Vincent Kane, the man, decided to leverage his stakes in the company, and he sold his majority stakes to Endeavor. And that, in turn, he was put back in charge, and which brought us to today. <laughs> and, folks, let me tell you a little more about today. So Vince McMahon is back in the news because a subpoena has been issued for... Uh, more of his allegations. Let me just pull this one up for you right now, folks. Because I, I keep laughing at all of Vince McMahon's troubles. So, according to the news, federal law enforcement agents executed a search warrant and subpoenaed WWE Executive Chairman Vince McMahon last month as part of an investigation into claims of sexual misconduct the company announced this week. 
U.S. regulators and federal agents also demanded that the WWE hand over certain documents. McMahon has not seen has been charged has not been charged with a crime. The WWE and McMahon did not immediately respond to a request for comment as well. As you said, Dion, he was forced to retire in July of 2022, did, but he remains the company's major shareholder, and it's reported that he has to pay 19.6 million dollars for these personal expenses. So far, Damn. he's paid 17.4 million, as reported on Wednesday. So, Vince McMahon has had a history of shit levied against him. He's also created some of the best wrestling content in history. But the dude likes what he likes, and we've been watching for years. Are we even surprised that this is the case with Vince? No. For the better part of the late 90s and the early mid-2000s, he portrayed himself as a sexual predator slash sex pest. And then we find out, it turns out, he really are one. Shocking. (laughs) Well... I mean, it's art imitating life, so what do you expect? Yeah, it's like anybody that would be surprised that Vince McMahon was going around banging chicks and possibly paying them for their silence. If if you're that surprised, I got a lake down the street that I'd be glad to sell you. Ooh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Motor Lake. <clears throat> we should open up a, a B&B on that, Dion. We'll Airbnb it out. Damn right. Damn right. And then we can even buy a boat. And it can be Motorboat Lake for us. There you go. Dude, I'll, <laughs> I would go to Motorboat Lake, and they'll have Motorboat Cabin. People everywhere would want to go to Motorboat Cabin. Yeah. Motorboat Cabin. No, what you do is you put a big old, like, decorative knife on the front, so it's Motorboat Lake next to the Stabbing Cabin. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm there for it. Anything to just make our dreams come true, folks. That's right. Anything's possible. Thanks, Kevin Garnett. (laughs) So with all these legal issues, do you think Vince is ever going to actually step away from wrestling, or are they always going to come up with more convoluted ways to keep Vince in power? They're going to have to tear that old man away. You know, you know like the mob movies, like Goodfellas, when Paulie and all them go to jail, but they're still running shit behind the scenes? That's what's going to happen. You know how I know that's what's going to happen? Because during the steroid trial, when Vince thought he was going to go to jail, he hired Jerry Jarrett to come in and be the booker, not because he wanted him to run the company in his stead, but because Jerry Jarrett would listen to Vince from jail and do what Vince was telling him to do. So this is just a carny version of of a mafia boss. Listen, this ain't the 90s. And if anything, it's a lot more likely that Vince ends up like Joe Pesci in Goodfellas than he does like <laughs> his version of, of telling, yeah, Jared to do anything. Nick Kai and Triple H are going to take him to a thing. They're like, Vince, it's your 80th birthday party. Walks into the room. Oh, no. Pop, pop. Yep. Yep. Because <laughs> that old man, you know, like we were saying with Lizzo, you know, a lot of super rich people, a lot of famous people aren't the best at keeping those skeletons in the back of the fucking closet. And if this motherfucker's getting subpoenaed, if they're executing search warrants at his home, he's going to fight it because that's Vince McMahon. You know, we, you know, we, there's no doubt about that, but you know, he's an old fucking man and he ain't got the strength to fight forever. We'll we'll see, man. That dude's a genetic jackhammer. Try. Yep. <laughs> At least that's what a secretary said. 
I was on the cover of Men's Fitness. <laughs> yes, Vince. Yes, you were. Now, one of Vince McMahon's better creations takes place this weekend, WWE SummerSlam. And folks, tonight we're going to give you uh, a little preview of that show because we're bringing more wrestling content back to the channel. Like we keep saying, 2022 is the year where we're hashtag building a better bullshitters and expanding the brand. Soon you will have world-class kayfabe here on the channel, and we'll be talking about that content fairly regularly. But since it's a big pay-per-view weekend, one of the big four, we thought we'd give you a quick rundown and our predictions for this weekend's pay-per-view, as well as some fun where we're going to list our three favorite SummerSlam matches. So guys, give me a quick second to uh, mm. get the image pulled up, and we're going to talk about this year's SummerSlam. Clearly we're all the world's biggest Roman Reigns fans, so we're super excited to talk about the big dog. But uh, we'll start with you. Oh, how do we want to start this? Let me pull up the image first. Dion, where does SummerSlam rank for you as a favorite pay-per-view? Like an all-time favorite. Um, you know, it's, it's, I'd say it's top three. It's, it's up there. I, you know, even though I didn't have cable back in the day, my parents were fucking cheap. Um, you know, SummerSlam, I always wanted to watch SummerSlam. SummerSlam is always, you know, obviously I'm you know, not as much as a wrestling fan as I was before. But SummerSlam was the climax of the summer, you know, to shout out to Mia, Mila Khalifa, you know, but uh, <laughs> it was the climax of the summer for me, man. Like, you know, school's out. Anytime you start seeing promos for SummerSlam, you knew, damn, it's it's still summer. Summer's getting closer to the end, but some crazy shit's about to happen. You know, it's 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 the vibe of June and July in pro wrestling. They're going to be a little bit of a little bit of nip, a little bit of tip. Let's go. And so it's it's top three. I, I think it definitely favorite. Yeah, top three easily for me. Kendo, do you have strong feelings towards SummerSlam? Yeah. Um, I love SummerSlam as a kid. That was like my favorite pay-per-view. Um, I don't know why. Uh, the Rumble ended up taking over for a little while until it became extremely predictable. But yeah, SummerSlam was always one that I enjoyed quite a bit and was always looking forward to just because Oh, it was great. Some of my favorite moments happened at SummerSlam, like Undertaker versus Undertaker. In retrospect, that was a terrible spectacle. As a child, though, 11-year-old me was very happy to see the real Undertaker come back because I was not buying that Ted DiBiase Undertaker. There's no way, mainly because even at 11, I could say, I could tell you, that dude's a lot shorter and his tattoos don't look right. <laughs> it was standard definition TV, Kendo. How did you know? I mean, it wasn't. I was 11, but I wasn't retarded. Fair enough. That's the quote of the night. I was 11, but I wasn't retarded. Kendo Slice. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's a great way to say it. Gets the point across, and it was true. Because Vince McMahon definitely thought that we were retarded. Still does. Don't act like he doesn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. this Yeah. The, the, that, the WWE thinks that all their fans are just complete mouth-breathing trailer, you know, trash idiots that don't know you know, left from right. The fact that they gaslight us about their own history tells you everything you need to know about what they think of the fans. You ain't lying. Mm -mm. So guys, I've loved SummerSlam. Uh, it was one of the, I think it was the second pay-per-view I ever ordered, SummerSlam 2001. So I'm always nostalgic for this event. Some great moments have happened. I still say the Rumble's my favorite of the year because it's the only one that feels slightly 
you know, unpredictable at times, at least in terms of order of eliminations and what you're going to see. But SummerSlam is a very special one for me, and I've been to SummerSlam in 2008. This year, SummerSlam uh, emanates from Detroit, Michigan. And now, let's give our quick predictions before we can talk about our favorite matches this year. Folks in the chat, you should always be playing along at home with us. So, the main event, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso for the uh, Undisputed WWE Championship. Who do you got? Roman Reigns or Jey Uso? Sally Roman. Kendo? Jey Uso is not going to win. <laughs> you almost had me there. Nick, you want to guess? Um, uh, The Rock. Oh, dude, if The Rock wins the title, I will be calling you all on the fucking phone. Finally! And then Dion will be pissed that we didn't go. True. I'll be like, God damn it, Dion, we fucked up. I, too, am going to guess Roman Reigns wins. I like Jey Uso's storyline, but there's no way in hell, excuse me, there's no chance in hell that this dude's going to walk out world champion. It's just, come on, what do you expect? So up next, we got Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, who do we got? Dion? We'll just keep it in the same order. Uh, I'm going Cody Rhodes this one. Kendo. Cody Rhodes. Nick? Um, uh, Ted DiBiase. I don't know. Fair <laughs> enough. Going to jail, actually. <laughs> that only a son. Oh, okay. Sure. But he's a Marine, a decorated veteran, Jeff. Wasn't so Randy was, Orton in the military hey, as well? Hey, hey, so was John Cena. Calm down. That's true. And the Miz. The Miz was also a decorated Marine Corps veteran. God, you gotta love those Marine films. I saw one in a strip club once, but that's a story for another day. I'll wait, also pick... wait, wait, a Marine or a Marine movie? The Marine movie. When we went to uh, WrestleMania in Miami the first time, we went to the strip club and on the TV was John Cena in the Marine. And it was like kind of killing the vibe, wait, to be perfectly wait, honest. Wait, wait. The fact that you were... T the fact that you were paying, paying attention to the screen and not the women on the stage is a fucking problem, Jeff. Fair. But it's like, we were down there for WrestleMania. That's the last place I wanted to see John Cena. I'm like, oh, god damn it. Why is this dude on TV? <laughs> there was a woman shaking her ass in your face and you wanted I to I wasn't see up at the stage yet, Nick. I just walked in, walked past the bar, and I noticed it. Believe me. I mean, I'm not too too. I'm, I, I'm not trusting Nick here with his prosecute prosecute uh, his dickhead attitude and trying to be <laughs> a lawyer guy. Yeah, Nick, keep your day job. Actually, don't. I mean, you'd be a hell of a lawyer. I'll hire you to fuck with people. <laughs> fuck with people is, is is what I do best. Um, now, yeah, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> I'm gonna also guess Cody Rhodes. I don't see any value in Brock Lesnar winning. It's Brock Lesnar. I'm over that dude. So, we got a World Heavyweight Championship match. Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. I'm going to go Seth Rollins. Dion? Um, I'm going to go Finn Balor, actually. I think they're going to finally give him another title after wasting so much goddamn time, especially with Rainbow Finn. So, I'm going to I'm gonna go with Finn. Kendo? I'm going to say Finn Balor wins, and then Damian Priest immediately cashes in. Hmm. Could be interesting. Nick, are you going to guess uh, Reagan in a landslide? Uh, yeah, actually, that was one of my guess. Or, or, or Shane O'Mac. That was my other one. Ah, I think his quads healed yet, Dion? I don't. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, we got Ricochet, Ricochet versus Logan Paul. I don't even care about this one. Oh, my God. Uh, Peter, Paul, Logan and Mary are going to win. 
Did you say RuPaul's going to win? That's a good choice. Him too. Yep. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> we also have the Intercontinental title match between Gunther and Drew McIntyre. That'll be a solid match. Yeah. I'm going to guess Gunther. Yeah, I think Gunther's retaining. Uh, yes, because he's so close to uh, breaking the Cracker Tonk Man's record. So uh, they're going to keep it on him long enough to take Honky out of the books. He's cool. He's cocky. He's bad. Yeah, well, he's also fucking irrelevant in 2023. So there you go. Fair. Uh, Nick, do you think the Gobbledygooker is going to win this match? <clears throat> yep, definitely. I, I I love that I, I love that wrestler. By the way, he's my favorite. I mean, when he hatched from that giant egg, my life changed. <laughs> exactly. I hate we have two it. more. We have two more matches. We have Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler in an MMA rules match. Don't care. Uh, I'll go Shayna Baszler. Yeah, I'm going Shayna. I think this they're gonna they're trying to use as much of Ronda as they can. Yeah, probably. I, I like the MMA match better when it was called the Lions Den match. Oh, when Owen Hart fought Ken Shamrock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that who you're gonna guess wins this match, Nick? Ken Shamrock. Yep, by a landslide. Oh, okay. At least he didn't pick Owen Hart. I was hoping he would. <laughs> if he did, it would just get my hopes up. Be like, you know what? I knew he faked it. I knew it. Deep down, deep down, I couldn't let it go. No way. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. Oh my god. Yes. And then finally, we have the SummerSlam Battle Royal, which is a way to get LA Knight on the card, and I'm guessing he wins. Yeah. If I'm he doesn't, Knight. if he doesn't win, then all those people that are expecting a push for LA Knight can just give it up because if that's if they're still not going to give him just even that then there's literally nothing to get behind. He has to win this. He has to have something, and this would be it. Yep. I feel like this whole match is around for him to win and get some relevancy, because he's not ready for the tight or the title yet. But if he loses this, I'd be severely disappointed, because there's only so much you can do with these wrestlers before they have to win a match and keep people hooked. So, with that being said, guys... Let's take it back in time. Dion, you and I have been wanting to talk about this for the whole show. Yes. Let's talk about some of our favorite SummerSlam matches. So, folks, we're going to give you our three favorite matches. We'll talk about one of them, maybe two, depending on if we're feeling generous. And, uh, Dion, yes. I'd like you to go first, sir. What is your favorite SummerSlam match? My favorite SummerSlam match? I, I think I, I gotta go with uh, Kurt Angle, Stone Cold, 2001. I, you know, that one, the drama, even though, you know, I wasn't happy with the ending, but even being a Stone Cold fan, I was kind of happy with him winning. You know, Kurt Angle, that whole build. Yeah, you know, Kurt taking three stunners, the blood, you know, obviously it's during invasion. I, 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 I would be remiss if I didn't say that Angle, Stone Cold was my favorite one. Excellent match. I love that match. Um, I'll give you another one from that, um, that pay-per-view. One of my favorite SummerSlam matches is Rob Van Dam versus Jeff Hardy in the ladder match. Ooh, I think that match yep. is awesome. Yep. Yep. Because, you know, right in the middle of the invasion storyline that everybody hates, even though I don't hate it that much, right in the middle, you had a lot of ECW, WCW guys that would get booed out of the arena. But the one guy that they could never boo was Rob Van Dam. He was just too cool to shit on. 
And so his match with Jeff Hardy at the Invasion pay-per-view was awesome. It was very intense, very violent, very awesome. But then you had their SummerSlam match, and I think it's even better. This one was for the Hardcore Championship contested in a ladder match. And SummerSlam has a history of great ladder matches. But this one stands out for me because of some of the -the over-the-top moments that no other SummerSlam ladder matches had. I mean, RVD, not to, you know, pun intended, but he's one of a kind. That dude was great. And Jeff Hardy, man, he took risks that nobody should have. And his career and his body has been suffering ever since. But with that being said, this match, if you're looking for an entertaining wrestling match, folks, you gotta check out Rob Van Dam versus Jeff Hardy. It's intense, it's violence, it's got some great spots. It's got one missed spot that's still incredible that they tried to pull it off. And at the end of the day, I think the right guy won. So... That's one of my all-time favorite SummerSlam matches. I think it's just the tits. Great one. Great one. Kendo, what about you? Would you like to tell us one of your favorite SummerSlam matches? I would. Uh, SummerSlam 1991. Mr. Perfect first. Brett the Hitman Clark. It was one of the best technical wrestling matches you could ever watch. It had everything you needed from, one, Mr. Perfect just being incredible he is one of my not low-key if i had to pick a top 10 list of favorite wrestlers of all time he's on it easily he does not make the top five but he's in the top 10 because mr perfect was fantastic everything he did was great and everybody knows that i'm a huge bret hart fan i've always been a bret hart fan and watching him finally win the intercontinental title as a child i was very happy and even as an adult i can go back and watch this pay-per-view specifically to catch that match and I enjoy it very much. Honorable mention to the greatest wedding of all time at the end of the show. Oh, yeah. God, I love Macho Man. Mm-hmm. He's the man. So, Dion, what's another SummerSlam match that you're fond of? Um, Another one is from the same pay-per-view. So, Rock and Booker T, man, you know, for the WCW Championship. That is a great match for me i think it, it it doesn't get the shine that it deserves despite it getting a lot of shine because that was when the rock came back um and you know especially as a obviously huge pro wrestling fan you know two great athletes you know you know and and arguably and i'll die on this hill at that time the best pure wrestler to come out of wcw you know you can make the case that it was booker t and obviously in terms of overall WCW to WWE um, career, Booker T probably has the best one. So, yeah, I mean, that's one of my other favorite ones. is from the same pay-per-view, Rock vs. Booker T for the WCW Championship. Well, I'm glad I didn't read my list in order because that, too, is on my list, Rock vs. Yep. Booker T. I fucking because knew it. <laughs> I, I enjoy the story of The Rock in 2001 where he's at WrestleMania as the champion, Vince screws him over, Stone Cold wins the belt, Uh, Then Stone Cold screws Vince, and we have the invasion angle. And so when The Rock comes back in early, uh, was it late July 2001, I remember Vince McMahon saying to him, who are you going to trust, the the devil you know or the devil you don't know? So after The Rock rock rock-bottomed Vince and shook Shane's hand, he rock-bottomed Shane, and he kept true to the WWF during the alliance. And so, surprisingly... I mean, normally it was Stone Cold Steve Austin closed out all of these pay-per-views because he was Stone Cold Steve Austin. But surprisingly, The Rock versus Booker T was the actual main event of the pay-per-view. And while yep. Booker, while Stone Cold versus Kurt Angle was an awesome, violent match that was really fucking intense, Rock and Booker T just had some of these really great moments. It was very much like WWE storytelling by the book, but that's not a bad thing. 
I loved how they included Shane. I love how the APA came out. I loved how the uh, Booker T goes to do the Spinneroonie and JR in commentary says, if the WWF is blo- uh, wiped out by the Spinneroonie, we deserve to be wiped out. And then yep. The Rock kips up, hits Booker T, um, mid-Spinneroonie with a rock bottom, and wins the belt. It was awesome. That was an awesome way to close out that pay-per-view. I yep. was I was on cloud nine. I was 12 years old, man. I was pumped. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we had that crossover match, but uh, what's another match that you have on your list to close? Oh, sorry, Kendo, you're next, right? Yeah. Yes. So we're going to fast forward one whole year to SummerSlam 1990 and Deuce. And the best match, one of the greatest matches of all time is Nails and Verge. No, I'm kidding. That fucking match was shit. Um, British Bulldog defeating Bret Hart for the Intercontinental title. Wembley Stadium. It, it was a great match, especially if you look at the background of the match and find out the Bulldog was all fucked up on all sorts of things and Bret Hart had to carry him through that whole match to make it look as good as it was. Um, I remember renting this videotape as a child and watching it like four times over the course of a weekend because I enjoyed it that much. And even though Bret lost, I was still okay with it because I was a kid like the Bulldog too because he was, you know, Bret Hart a Jace. Uh, honorable mention on this match to the un- or this card to the Undertaker and his super epic fucking hearse with the casket, you know, entrance all the way through Wembley Stadium. And then he put Kamala in there, who was at the time managed by Kim Chi and Downtown Bruno. Ah, oh, Downtown Bruno. We hardly knew ye. Huh? <laughs> um, Dion. Yes. Your final match of SummerSlam. I almost chose British Bulldog and Bret Hart. I mean, it's it's in terms of pound for pound best matches it's arguably number one you know personally you know the story of the fact that you know davy was completely fucked up the night before and you know the reason why i love pro wrestling is the seamless way that reality is brought into it whether it be promos or matches and there is the timeless moment where Davy Boy, who apparently got blown up very early in the match, and he was fucking up, and it's the famous moment where Brett, where Brett, fucking rubs his boot on Davy Boy's face to be like, "Hey, get your fucking shit together. You still did. You still showed up. We have a fucking job to do." And you know, whatever it was, it worked well enough. You know, and and arguably you have, which I don't think is very arguable, but you have the highest moment in British Bulldogs' career beating Bret Hart for the Intercontinental Belt. That being said, mm-hmm. the reason why the only reason why I didn't go with that is because my final pick was TLC2, man. You know, Ooh. the fucking tag te- tag team belts around the line, Dudley's, Hardy's, Edge and Christian, you know, it's the follow-up to TLC WrestleMania. Um a, a cu- very uh, vocal fans some say that it's better than the wrestlemania tlc which i don't know if i agree with that but you had the resurgence of of tag team wrestling continue with three of the greatest tag teams of all time and again you know for us as kids at that time you know forever you know especially old school fans always went on about how the tag teams back in the day were better because this and the other, you know, you guys don't have a Legion of Doom. You guys don't have the Freebirds. You get, you know, fuck all that. We had TLC two kept that train going. It was fucking crazy. And 
you know, again, it was nonstop, total crazy bullshit. And it barely, barely beats Bulldog Bret Hart for me for SummerSlam. It's a great match, dude. I've been watching a lot of SummerSlam stuff. I haven't watched that one in a while, but mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure I watch before Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday. Uh, Kendo, even though I usually go next, who? what was your other match? So we're going to go ahead and fast forward, Jeff, through time. Two years to the greatest, best, most wonderful SummerSlam match of all time, at least according to me, or the one I like the most. And it was The Undertaker versus The Underfaker. No, it was not. It was Adam Bomb versus Quang. No. Um, no. Dude, Brett versus Owen, WWF Championship match, Steel Cage, 30 minutes. It was the capstone, if you will, to their little feud they had going on during 1994. It encapsulates two of my favorite wrestlers of all time, two of my favorite wrestlers from my childhood, from WWF's golden era or the new generation, if you will. And the only reason why the dead man never made a list for me for SummerSlam is because his SummerSlam matches when I was really into wrestling and really enjoying it and really enjoying his character arc that he was doing as the dead man, the the original Undertaker or the purple one, they all kind of sucked. The fact that the Undertaker versus the Underfaker on that card, proof positive. But no, just this whole match, it was the culmination of the feud that had been going on. I don't think it was the complete blow off at this point because that's going to come later. But back and forth, back and forth. And it was a cage match the way you would think it's a cage match should be. If you get in a put in a cage match, Jeff, how do you win the cage match? Climb over the top. Yeah, or you could go out the door, right? Yeah. That's what these guys tried to do for most of the time. They were literally trying to just get out. They were doing exactly what you think people should do in a cage match. Not fighting with each other, not trying to beat each other with kendo sticks. They were trying to escape the cage. So they worked it exactly how a cage match should be. And the final winning you know, cage move, they were both climbing out. Owen hooks his leg perfectly in the cage. Falls backwards where he's kind of hanging down, can't get down. He's stuck, and Brett is able to jump off the side for the victory and to retain his WWF championship. Go watch it. Yep, I have. It's a great match. Great match. So dramatic at the end. One Mm -hmm. of the most dramatic cage match endings ever. The fucking leg gets caught. (laughs) You think Owen's going to win. He's finally going to get his moment. Brett hits him, his leg gets caught, he falls backwards, he's hung up, he can't move. Brett just nonchalantly says, I, I got it, and he's down and ball game. Now, my final match, even though I won't claim this is my favorite SummerSlam match, it's one I like to watch a lot, and it's The Rock versus Triple H at SummerSlam 98. Now, I'm a yeah. big Rock fan. So it's weird that I pick a match where The Rock loses, but I love this match, dude. It's Nation of Domination versus DX. Like, SummerSlam 98 is a very special pay-per-view. 98 is a great year in terms of WWF growth. They put on a great WrestleMania. They had a good Rumble. But I think SummerSlam 98 might be their best show of the year. From top to bottom, I enjoy it, including shit like uh, D'Lo Brown versus Val Venus. They fight over the Mm -hmm. damn chest protector. And the main event, Stone Cold versus Undertaker, where Stone Cold got knocked silly in the beginning of the match... And, well, we know the rest is history. But The Rock and Triple H's ladder match, that is two star-making performances. You had these guys that did not get along behind the scenes, but they wrestled the hell out of each other. And I absolutely loved it. To the point where I watched that match 
maybe two to three times a year. And even though I know the outcome, every time I watch it, I'm always enthralled, especially how violent that match is. They beat the shit out of each other. They slam each other on the ladder. Triple H busts the rock's nose open. Triple H takes these nasty bumps on top of the ladder. There's that awesome people's elbow where he hits it right on top of the ladder as well. Like, this match is great. If you're not even a big pro wrestling fan, you're probably going to like this match because you'll recognize The Rock as the actor. And Triple H is the best bad guy ever. But this time he's the good guy. So it's a fun change of pace from his career, what we were normally used to seeing him as. And I... I mean, I don't know what else there's to say about it besides it's a great match. It really made The Rock a main event superstar, and it really set Triple H on his way to be a main event guy the following year. I love the match. You know, it gets high marks for me. People always forget that The Rock was the bad guy going into that one. Yeah, and I mean, The Rock was a good bad guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Hollywood Rock's my favorite rock for a reason, but yeah, because that was... That was the match that they did the um, the Croc in the Nation, right? That was that was the go home Raw, wasn't it? Yeah, the ban. I don't know if that's the go home Raw. I have to look it up, but that's the banished match. Yep. I was yeah, sorry, man, the banished pay per view or uh, promo. Excuse me, promo. Yeah. Listen, dude. Fucking that shall not be spoken of. That pissed me so- off so much when they got rid of that. I'm like, look. It's a great moment. Me and my friends always quote it just because yeah. they took it away from us. And and no one was watching that going, oh, my God, this is so funny because they're being racist. They were going, they were saying they were being so fucking ridiculous right now, yet their impressions are also spot on. Brother was bacon. Brother was bacon. <laughs> <laughs> the rock just came from the bathroom. You should have smelled what the rock was cooking. <laughs> Below. <laughs> I do love when fucking X-Pac is like Mark Henry. Hey, 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 rock. I yep. smell what you're cooking. I don't know what you're cooking. It smells like shit, but I'll still eat it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking X of all the members to do Mark Henry, fucking X Pac. <laughs> you remember Jason's sensation? Yeah, he was Owen Hart. <laughs> yep. If anyone can smell the rocks cooking, it's me. <laughs> yep. Yep. God, you know, it's funny as people complain about that segment. We look back on it so fondly and laugh. It was a wonderful time to be a fan. Well, plus it's like, you know, times change and it should make you feel a little bit like, damn, like we laughed at that. You know, don't fucking get rid of it. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying everybody should go around blackface, but damn it, there are moments that you look back on. You're like, oh, yeah, they were the good guys. That's yeah, they were God. they were the faces in all this that dressed up yeah, in blackface. And made fun of the nation. But like I said, we didn't look at it like, ah, ha, ha, they're making fun of them for being black. No, they're making fun of them because they're the nation and we don't like them. And they just so happen to dress up to look like them. Right. You're right. Uh, I mean, I'm going to go watch that segment later tonight. It can be found on the tubes. It's a fucking time capsule. So is there anything else you guys want to say about SummerSlam or wrestling in general before we check in with our audience? No. It's the biggest I, I, party of the sum, summer. If I get a chance this Saturday, I will sit down and watch the Summerfest. Well, there you go. Uh, if you do, tell me, and I'll be texting you, Dion, throughout the entire mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. What, what is it Saturday night is Summerfest? Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. it is. What time does the Summerfest come on? It would be 6 Seven? for you. Fuck! 
We got practice. Uh, I'll 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 tune into the Summerfest partway through the show. Okay. At least you'll get to enjoy it. Yeah. Somewhat. Maybe. I'm just sad for you, man. It's the biggest party this summer. You should be able to at least have a beer and enjoy it. I mean, I will after we get done with football practice. I mean, we get a game to get ready for. There's some there's some school from Arizona coming over here to try to, you know, ruffle our jimmies, and we're going to fuck them up. We have to smack them on their candy asses. That's the plan. We believe in you folks in the chat. Type in one if you believe in Coach Kendo. We know we're going to get a tank tread of one, so keep it rolling. Yes, because I'm, I'm going to be the one playing the game. No, you believe in my team, my yeah. kids. I mean, not my kids. They, no, 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 no. Just baby's kids. Yeah, it's their baby. they are literally baby's kids. <laughs> they don't die, they multiply. Makes for a great team. When one goes down, two more pop up in their place. Hail if that's only the way if that's truly the way it worked, I think things would be a whole lot different and better for the football programs everywhere. Well, I agree with that. So, uh Kendo. Yeah. Since you weren't here earlier, uh, we no. have some new buttons. Um, All right. I'll play you one as we transition to checking with our audience. Sounds like a... <laughs> All right. That's, that, that right there is the greatest button we've ever had. I agree. <laughs> um, remind me to play the Pee Wee Herman button before we go. Uh, I was so sad about that. I know, man. Pee-wee. Me too. Um, what's your favorite Pee Wee moment? Oh. <sighs> okay, so my favorite Pee Wee moment after he got caught, you know, beating it in the movie theater like everybody else fucking does. So I've been told. Um, it's true. Don't worry a, about it. He did a stand-up special where he came out dressed as Pee Wee Herman, and the first thing he said to the audience was, "Heard any good jokes lately?" Because Obviously, Pee Wee Herman jokes, you know, joking about him beating into the movie theater. They were everywhere. I was like seven or eight at the time. And even I was hearing the jokes because it's elementary school. So you hear them, your parents say them and you go home fucking or you go to school and you fucking repeat it. And that's how it happened. People, this is younger listeners. This is how you learned about shit back in, you know, the early 90s. You didn't text each other or see it on the Tiki Talk. You fucking had to go and actually hear it on the playground. That's how we learned about shit. Yeah, uh, can, can you also just, can you also describe with them what the playground is? Because I don't think they know what that is either. So the playground was this area outside your school when you used to have this thing called recess. Well, you guys have it now like three or four times a day because elementary is supposed to be fun. Um, we only got it once for twenty minutes, and there was like you know slides that were made out of metal, and the sun would beat down on them all day, and you'd get second degree burns. But if the janitor waxed it really well, you fucking flew off there, and you might have gotten crippled. It was great. <laughs> And then there was, uh, you know, monkey bars and all sorts of other really cool shit. So, yeah, he came out, did a stand-up thing, and he came walking out. And first, you know, people are cheering. The first thing he says, heard any good jokes lately? I didn't see that as a kid, obviously, for obvious reasons, because I would never have seen a P- Paul Rubens or Pee Wee stand-up. But it, I saw that as an adult, and that would have surplanted anything I experienced from Pee Wee Herman as a kid. Other than that, that after he did get in trouble for wailing on himself in the movie theater, all of his toys went like cheap. And so I got the Pee Wee with the scooter and the little uh, helmet thing for like two bucks at Toys R Us. My mom bought me a whole slew of those. I got an extra playhouse and everything at a place called oh Children's Palace. Oh my because, God. Because, you know, why not? 
What'd you say? That sounds different today. Children's Palace. Yeah. yeah. I remember the Children's Palace. That was, again, another fabled, you know, memory from long ago of these toy stores that have gone out of business. Yeah, there used to be stores that sold nothing but toys. Yeah. It feels so different these days. Toy Chest, KB Toys, Toys R Us, Children's Palace. We had Johnny's Toys as well. Yeah, yeah Toys R Us was the best. R.I.P. Toys R Us. We miss yeah. you. Folks, if you're ever feeling nostalgic about Toys R Us, you can always go to our backlog. We have footage of Toys R Us as they're closing. So if you ever need to trip down memory lane, WCBS is the place to be. All right, folks, uh, join us tomorrow. We'll have a video out. We'll have content all throughout the weekend. And uh, check us out for our new clips of the show. So, guys, thank you for watching. We'll be back next time with more. But in the meantime, be smart, be safe, be cool, but always be excellent to each other. Dot com. Yeah.